Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews, I'm Lee. And I'm Will. And I'm Chuck. And today we're going to be talking about the new Disney Plus series, Hawkeye, right? So we've been looking forward yeah. to this for a while. Actually, I really enjoyed the trailers for it, so I was getting kind of hyped up for it. I felt that um, that Hawkeye never really got much of a, of a backstory or anything. I didn't think we were going to get a backstory, but at least more into his character a bit. And um, we definitely start seeing it... Um, more in the second episode. Um, they did release these first two uh, right off the bat, so that's good. We're going to keep up with how they're releasing it, uh, do episodes one and two today. Um, the first episode was called Never Meet Your Heroes, and the second one was called Hide and Seek. Very mm. uh, well-titled, I'd say. Um, yes. What, what'd you guys, I mean, what did you guys think about kind of the whole, the whole big bang of this right now in the beginning? Sure. So <clears throat> I'll be honest, I was expecting a little bit more MCU action. Um, we got a little bit here and there. I did appreciate that they did focus more on the story building of the two main characters. Uh, what is it? Kate and Hawkeye himself. And I, I like how they're going into a detective side of all of this and not just you know, straight up action nonsense for the sake of action. There's this detective story. They're digging into stuff. He's trying to figure things out. She's trying to figure things out. Um, I will say one of my favorite parts was in the second episode um, when he goes to act. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the two episodes. It was pretty funny. Um, But overall, I appreciated it. I am sad. I think this is only what six episodes long. Yeah, it's short. I, I was I was hoping for you know your average eight eight or nine like the rest of the MCU has been doing for for their shorts. Um, but are I you sure? To see I thought Captain Falcon and whatever. I'm never gonna say it right. Captain Falcon. <laughs> Falcon Captain Punch. America was a soldier. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Captain America. See exactly. Wow. Captain Falcon I did it too. in Schindler's List. Captain Falcon. Um, <laughs> Schindler's List. So, <laughs> it's where did just, that come from? I don't know. It not, I'm from. really, I'm not really sure where Schindler's List comes from. How does this fit into the MCU, man? It, it doesn't. Um, it I'm doesn't at all. The, I'm just thinking about all the the list of of things that he had to say, you know, the, or people had to say for him. I don't know. All right. You know, longing, <sighs> rusted, seventeen, daybreak, furnace, nine, benign. Homecoming. Oh. Uh, oh, so we're going One. because it's because Freight it's War War because it's World War Two. It's the same. <laughs> That's the connection. Okay. There. Anyway. All right, Will. What are your thoughts? So, I echo a lot of what you two said. I think it's good. I really hope that it picks up later on. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more as well, but I was more hoping this would be like the backstory of Ronan more like your vigilante, you know, type story of on the part of a a Barton here. I thought it was going to kind of pick up like right after snap and it was just going to go into him and and running roughshod over like, you know, the criminal underbelly of the world or whatever. That's kind of what I was hoping this was going to be. But um, I was surprised that they just kind of skipped over all that and we're going right into like another quote unquote buddy cop esque you know, type story here like they've done before. Um, I did think the, the the way the show is is a little bit schizophrenic because you have this you have this lead actress, um, Haley Steinfeld. 
it's trying it's trying way too hard to make her slapstick for me and it's not landing at all like everything everything with everything with Kate and Hawkeye and together is great everything with her trying to be a ninja and her just kind of you know falling backwards into these situations and it being like way over the top is not not my cup of tea at all I'm See, not I think Sorry I'm to interrupt. I, I think they're I think they're trying to you say, you know, the whole buddy cop feeling. I didn't get that. I got more of um Peter Parker trying to impress Tony Stark. You know, that feel to it all where she is to Peter Parker as Barton would be to Stark. <clears throat> okay, I can see that. But Peter Parker is not stumbling all over the place like this girl is oh he mo in the beginning he most definitely was but eh, but, but then at the same not this again, hard too, you, you know we didn't get too. a scene we didn't get a scene of peter parker crashing through a building and you know messing up something that tony was doing because he was no just we got stupid. all those in the first five spider-man movie that they made before they actually introduced they didn't do a they didn't do um a spider-man well they did story. in spider-man homecoming he did a lot of messing up and a lot of fumbling around, getting locked into a warehouse, getting trapped in a truck. You know, all that stuff happened in Spider-Man Homecoming. But when you see him in Winter, when you see Winter Soldier, wow. When you see him in Civil War, Civil when you're War. introduced to him, you don't see that because it's after Homecoming. It's after all of that stuff. No, Civil War comes first. It com it comes first, but um, yeah, the rest of chronologically the story, yeah. civil chronologically yeah. civil war happens first, right? And it came out first too. So he was introduced, yeah. and then they and then they went a little bit further with it. So they kind of skipped over much of really everything. There was, they like, skipped again, over a lot of okay. So in, in Tom Holland's Spider Man, they kind of did skip over a lot of his origin story. Absolutely, they did. You know, this is not this is not Andrew Garfield. This is not Tobey Maguire. This is something mm -hmm. completely different. And I appreciate what they did with Spider Man. Right, we right. didn't need to see his origin again. I liked. I okay. So for example, like, and I know we're gonna get into it in a second. So I'll just jump us off. So the opening credits in the mm -hmm. first episode, Never Meet Your Hero, exactly. the way they run through her story in the opening credits, like silhouette style, that she's she's driven, she's motivated, she's athletic, fantastic. she's winning all these awards. It, it, fantastic. They skipped over everything. They did not need to show this. They did not need to spend an entire episode or an entire two episodes talking about her origin story. We get it within five minutes. Perfect. No yeah, we problem. We see that she's, she's done gymnastics, fencing, oh, martial yeah. arts, archery. Oh, yeah. And basically, the, one of the biggest things I really liked on there is showed her fall down and then get back up again. It just mm -hmm. showed her determination. And all of that just in a silhouette credit opening. Yeah. So I was very impressed with, wow, look at that. They just saved an entire movie, <laughs> or at least right. like and half a season, just to get <coughs> this already out in a silhouette credit. I and, loved it. And they, they, they did a, you know, I feel as though MCU, to a degree... Uh, they're filling in aspects with just one lines. Like Lee has always asked for one line on Wolverine, one line that shows where his claws come from, one line that shows this, one line. With one line, you know that she knows martial arts and she can fight because her mom's like, "You've got your black belt." You know, she her mom actually gave this list of the things that she can do. Um, 
and it all you know derived from the basically the end of the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, and you know, her determination. You need to buy me a bow. You know, that was her first line. And then after the credits roll, her mom's like, "You can do all of these things." Stage is now set. We don't need to see her train and practice and. You know, and you're not sitting there going, oh, how does she know martial arts? Because this is an Avengers movie? No. You know that she's been training her in the last 12 years at this. Yeah. You know? Well, let's, I mean, we're, we're going over a lot of it right now. So, I mean, the, yeah. way, it, the way it actually fully starts, it brings us right back to 2012. You know, the, the battle in New York, pretty much the big thing that... that everything kind of keeps going back to. That's when the world knew about the Avengers. That's when everything... Loki's came- at- Loki's attack on New York. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, you know, Loki's at large. He's out there doing this, that. We've got the Chitari and all that. Um, but we we get this. It was pretty obvious what was going to happen here. So you see this family that's got money. They clearly have money because they have this really nice apartment, basically a Doctor Strange-style apartment um, in New York. And um, there's this conversation. They have to move. She doesn't want to move. Her dad comes and talks to her. And I think this, just because of the way that they kind of played it up, there was a simple line where he just looks at her, and you can tell that he has a great relationship with his daughter. They're very connected. Um, and ov- and obviously also that um, she and her mother are not so connected. Um, but he says there's always going to be weather. Some people forget the one thing that they can control, and it's the choices that they make in the face of it. Sounds an awful lot like something I said to Chuck at a masquerade ball, um, doesn't it? <laughs> it's basically the same line um, from Count of Monte Cristo. You know, life's a storm, my young friend. Bask in the sunshine the next and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's what you do in those moments. And that's just, I think that's the big thing that, you know, it's, it's a message that's been said so many different ways and in, in, in so much so many different movies, different dialogues. I've always said, I'm like, listen, we can't change our circumstances. All we can change is how we react to them. You know, that's what I've been living my stuff, my life by is, you know, in a sense, that's one big thing that I stick with. But we get that here from him. I'm thinking it's going to be a line that's going to carry further to seem like it was. Um, but clearly she and her mom don't really bond that well. And her mother is, is trying to connect with her, um, which it pretty much makes it very obvious that dad's going bye bye by everything here. So. <laughs> Um, she loses her dad in that battle because the house gets destroyed, blah, blah, blah. And she takes on this responsibility um, because she sees Hawkeye out there who basically saved her as a Chitauri soldier was coming like right at her. Um, he blows the thing up, jumps out a window, whoop, swings right in or jumps off the building and then in through the window. And at that point, you can tell she's just like, OK, this guy's inspiring. I want to be like this guy. Um, and she takes on this responsibility to basically protect her and her mother. And she tells her mom at that point, I need a bow and arrow. You know, get me a bow. Let's do this. Well, she tells her mom, she tells her mom at the funeral that she needs, that she needs a bow. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's cool the way that that happens. I like that she's like looking out of this, like, decapitated building, essentially. And she's just looking out and all she sees is Hawkeye doing these amazing things and it's immediate inspiration. Like, of course it would be. Like, I would imagine, I would imagine a lot of people on that day just looked up and saw everything that was going on and saw all these heroes doing these amazing things and immediately got inspired to actually, like, do something about it. Kind of like, um, 
it reminded me of that scene in Dark Knight where you have all like the makeshift Batmans and everything I'm not running wearing around. Hockey pads. Exactly. What's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing hockey pads. That's kind of what this reminded me of. Only it's somebody who actually took it seriously. What's the difference not between just, you and me? I'm rich and nuts. Not just exactly. Not just. Not just. I'm going to pick up a gun now and go try to fight crime because I think I'm some kind of vigilante. She actually went through the steps in making this happen. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. That was I. I do think that was really cool. Absolutely. So we got we go through that little training simulation thing in the beginning. The whole I mean not simulation the training credits silhouettes, um, and then we see her and she's like running up to a building. She tries to pick a lock, fails, jumps up, and apparently she made a bet with some friends. Um, the bet I think the bet originally was just to see if she could hit the bell, but then it became more of a question where she was asking afterwards. Um, later on, that's when she said, well, here's the question. And it sounded like she was bringing up a new question, which is, is it the bell or the dangly thing that makes the noise? Um, so she goes ahead and shoots the bell with a tennis ball at the end of her arrow, arrow hits the bell, and it just goes dink, and falls off. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it's the bell. So um, <laughs> does this really great, you know, um, volley shot and it hits it, it she puts this little attachment on it which hits the str- the rope pulling the dangly thing as she calls it and rings the bell now her friends are impressed she's impressed she's like that's the best shot I've ever done this is amazing and this is my question she hit a big bell with an arrow with a tennis ball on it and then she made a rope ding the bell with the weight of an arrow now unless that bell hasn't been rung in like 70 years there's no way that all of that damage would have happened it is ridiculous i mean the scene is slapstick it's goofy it's funny but basically at this point all of a sudden the thing starts crunching the bells coming down and then like half of the top of the like the encasement around it comes down a clock falls off and she's like oh great and then the security guard gets her and then here we go now it's so funny, I, but don't you think something else should have happened? Not just yes, a couple I, of arrows. Yes, I absolutely think something else. Something else absolutely should have happened. Her attaching a, a a makeshift hook to the end of an arrow to wrap around or to or to grab onto a rope, and the weight of that or the propulsion of that rings the bell. I'm fine with it. It 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 showcases that she's still a child and she's you know being stupid about certain things and she's just given into some silly bet. Fine. It shows that. Her archery skills are superb, and she's actually taken everything that she's doing seriously. Great. But the building collapsing, it's so... It was... It, to me, it was absolutely ridiculous. And it's the reason why I started this thing off saying that the show was kind of schizophrenic and not knowing what it actually wants to be. This doesn't feel like it fits. Like, this, this, this building falling down because of an arrow just doesn't... Especially when you look at the rest, the the rest of these two episodes, like as a whole, this is the one scene that kind of feels out of place. And there's something else that happens later on that feels out of place that I'll get to later. But it just, eh. I could have, I could have done without this. I, I I agree with Lee. Something else should have happened here. Like the the bell ringing and the security card coming to see what's going on would have been enough. You didn't need the entire building to crumble. So. Chuck, thoughts? I mean, to be fair, the, the entire building 
didn't crumble, but just the top part of it did. I, I think it, you know, there's a there's a scene later on where her mother, you know, talks about, you know, how there's there's teenagers and what they do, and then there's being rich. Um, and she's like, now you have to, you, you have to, you have to, you're dealing with both basically. You know, you're dealing with being young and going through all this stuff, and you're being, you're, you're rich. You're not having, to, and then her mom has to pay for everything. So I think that was more of a, of a scene that they're trying to show her. As much as I think it goes back to even the, the accords with the Avengers. You know, you can do all of these things, but there's always consequences to what you're doing. And sometimes they're bigger than you expect. Um, I think they were trying to go for that. But I do agree, you know, could it, did the whole building have to fall? No. <laughs> you know, could it have just been something, like you guys are saying, as simple as the bell hasn't been rung in a long time. It's the middle of the night. It shouldn't be ringing. And now it is. The security, the security guard comes up. She gets caught. She gets in trouble. End of story at that point. Um, because they never go back to that either. Like it's there and then they never go back to it. Like is, is that her school? Is that Ace? Is, you know, is she going to school there? Is she studying there? Was she kicked out of there? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they said that, was, I think that was the end of her semester. Yeah, I think it's right, but is it's, that it's, now? Is it the end of her? Is it the is it the end of her scholastic her scholastic career now because of that? I know um, this is only a six six day episode or six day show, so I don't think we'll get well, there. Unless there's a surprising season two like Loki. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But I mean, the thing <laughs> is, right now this is only six days because it's leading up to Christmas. They're setting it up and they're actually going through the days as the episode go, which is nice. Right. I, I, I 100% agree with that. We should have Maybe we should have talked about that before we actually got started about how finite this thing is actually going to be. They they set up a timeline perfectly. Like, we have until Christmas when I have to leave. That's how long this this story arc is going to be, and that's it. I do like that. It puts a timeline on everything. It's, it's I think that's really clever. So as far as the schizophrenia goes, um, just your uh, as you were touching upon that, my thoughts on it are... I think they're showing that she's got amazing skills, but they're showing that she's also very, very, very Ill, like inexperienced. Yes. That's yes. and that's what they're and I think they're doing a great job with it. So I know you don't really care for it. I think it's actually pretty good. You see that she's she's got this cockiness to her. Um, and there are ways and, you but, can but do that also, without being slapstick. I know, but they were trying to they were trying to do it differently for a show, you know. Um. So it's just it's just the way they went with it, but the thing is, we've seen it before. Where I don't know, I'm not going to go too much further into it. I, I'm just going to say that I personally don't mind it. I, I think it's surprising. Certain things that happen here surprise me because of its schizophrenic, you know, behavior. The way that it kind of goes back and forth. Like when we actually see her engage in some kind of combat, I'm like, wait, what is she doing? She's good. Oh, right, I forgot the whole silhouettes. Like she's actually a martial arts like expert. Got it. Right. Okay. Like you almost forget about that because of her character, but I don't mind that. I like seeing somebody who's kind of like surprised that that they're able to do it in a sense because they see, have these skills. They're able see, to I use go, them. I go back to I go back to you know Peter Parker, Spider Man, and Tony Stark. He was comical. He was slapstick. He was funny. He was bumbling around all the time. He was being sarcastic. 
you know, even in his fights in Civil War, you know, when he's talking to um, the Winter Soldier and Falcon, he's having the conversations with them. He's being, his satire is funny. And he hit the, he hit it good and he did it well as he's learning what's going on. And you realize that he still is new at this. He's not a full Avenger like the rest of them are. He doesn't have the maturity as them. Um, and I feel like they're trying to, I mean, they're doing a decent job with it and it's, it's okay. But I feel like this, the bit of this storyline has been told already with Spider-Man. And they're just trying to replicate that. That's the only eh that I get out of this whole thing. I think, I think a lot of I think maybe my biggest problem is I think if the MCU is going to do slapstick, I think it should be designated to either Peter Parker or within you know Guardians of the Galaxy. I think yes. that's where things like that belong. I don't, I don't need it bleeding over into everything. You know, just because it works with Thor. Or or Spider Man doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work with everything. It's it, it's a formula that they're just trying to copy and paste onto something else, and it's not working for me. And this is just the 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 bell tower is just one example. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I'm just going to say it right now. The final scene in the second episode where she crashes through a building was absolutely ridiculous. It didn't need to happen. We've established that she can be stealthy. We've established that she can, you know, eavesdrop and and she's really good at that. And she actually does this before she enters into a situation. But it didn't happen here. They just had her crash through a building because it was funny. There was nothing that was like leading up to that. Even the remote possibility that that was going to happen. Everything that See, we know about her character is the antithesis of that. So it's right, it, and not it, to, and not like you will to 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 jump ahead either. But when he goes into the park and he plays his role, when Barton goes into the park and plays his role, mm-hmm. that was funny. Yes, it wasn't slapstick. It wasn't ridiculous. It was comical. It was funny. It took his reality and. They put him in our shoes as people who like Comic-Con, people who like, you know, being a part of this. And it made it funny. Mm-hmm. You didn't need, they didn't need to go, oh, and you, you watch that scene and you go, is it a little overboard? And then you realize, nope, people in real life actually do this stuff. And I actually, and I actually <sighs> loved that entire cosplay scene. We'll, we'll uh-huh. talk about it, but I thought it was awesome. I yeah, loved we'll, it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, but if they stuck with that kind of comedy though, versus trying to do all this satire, I think it would have gone from you know an eight to a nine or an, or an eight to a ten because it's just too much. I think I, a, a part of me thinks that they're trying that, that that Marvel is just trying to get us the audience to have an emotional connection to this character early. They, they want to try to get that out of the way. They, they want that to be <laughs> the initial thing that you get out of this show. Just, I'm sure that works for some people. It's, it's not working for me. I liked her enough based off of the silhouette credit scene alone. I was on board with, with everything right. that we were going to see from her. But then they just had to, this bell tower, man. I just, ugh. See, yeah. I think if they... If they if they made her a little bit more serious, like Black Widow, 
and they kind of gave her that feel. In a sense, they could have created another Black Widow Hawkeye pairing yeah. with this without yeah. having to actually create that again. Because that's what they're trying to go with again is, you know, another, you know, two more assassin type people going after this thing. But he's training the next generation. So that's why, you know, I go back to it again. Spider-Man is a younger a younger version of Tony Stark. He's smart. Yeah. He's intelligent. He's got the, you know, he can build things. He is basically a protege of Tony Stark and Iron Man. She yeah. is going to be Hawkeye's protege. Oh, yeah. And, well, yeah, you know, they could setting have... this whole thing up to be yeah. that because we're trying to yeah. get new Avengers now. So, of course, that's that's the whole point of a lot of this. A lot of right. these shows and everything we're watching, we're seeing a new Captain America. We're seeing a new Iron Man. We're seeing a new Hawkeye. That's exactly what they're doing. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not, it's there's no secret. So, yeah. But continue, anyway. Lee. <laughs> so, Lee. they get out to go see Rent. I'm sorry, I, it was called Rogers. Um, they even had the guy from <laughs> Rent in it, which was what's funny about it. <laughs> Sing it, the singing the song. I could do this all day. Like, and it's it's funny. I mean, it, it was actually really comical to see this musical of all the Avengers jumping around and like these really cheap costumes that were basically it was like they were just like t-shirts and like sunglasses and stuff. But um, Clint's watching it like, oh my god, really? This is this is what you've done to us. I love the meta. I love the meta of this thing. It's almost like Marvel is saying, yeah, we. We know it's a cash cow. <laughs> we we know that this is way over the top. This is what it is, but, and we're gonna roll with it. Like, cause mm-hmm. Lee and I have said it before on other podcasts that we've done. This is absolutely a cash cow now, and the and the objective right now for the MCU is just push out content, push out content, push out content. Oh, 100 percent. And they're yeah. actually like acknowledging that within this musical scene here. Mm-hmm. I think it's really <laughs> clever. So it's it's they're making fun of them themselves for doing something like this, and I think it's it's awesome. Yeah, I hate musicals. Like from in my bones, I hate musicals. But this right here, this was this was actually kind of cool. And just Clint's face while this entire <laughs> thing is going on is is priceless. It's fantastic. Well, I love how it just like it gets quiet, then you realize it's because he just turned off his hearing aid. <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, um, he just I, completely I, tunes everything out. It's great. I, I will say um, that. Although I agree with what you were saying and, and enjoy the fact that they're just like ripping on themselves here, I am very done with other TV shows and movies that say, you know, they've done it a few times for the past like 10 years. We see it and stuff where they're like, oh man, it's like people just take old ideas and just, you know, bring it back up again and try to, because they can't come up with anything, you know, that's new and original. And then like a little nod to the camera type thing. Like they've been doing it for 10 years. It's not funny anymore. Stop. I, I just saw a trailer for season two, I think, of of uh, the, the new Saved by the Bell. And they basically oh said, that they basically said, like, I saw it, and somebody in there said it, like, oh, it's just like to take things from the 90s and just redo it again. Because they come, like, come on, come up with something original. And they all go, ooh, like a joke. And I'm like, yeah, that joke isn't funny anymore. We nope. know that, like, the whole joke of, like, you know, crossing, like, going over, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the whole fourth wall thing the fourth wall break it's not funny anymore no it's not Deadpool did it nobody can beat Deadpool stop trying 
like just just move on so, find your own gimmick <laughs> it's been it's been more than a decade that this has been going on i remember back in the late 2000s um an old girlfriend of mine and my sister were was over that the, the moon one? yeah sure <laughs> were way over the moon about the fact that 90210 was making a comeback with like an original cast like that show and like a couple of other old like you know 90s teenage coming of age shows were making and i was like this is this is stupid. Why are, why are they doing this? They didn't last more than a couple of seasons before they were canceled. And it was just like, see, that's because it, it doesn't work. So. so so you and your cross-eyed girlfriend just didn't see eye to eye. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is Lee's attempt of telling of him slipping in all his jokes really? that he tells he has us to, he, has to, he has to do this thing into where the it's podcast. like, I'm going to slip in a bunch of inside jokes because, yay. It's not inside. Like, it's, it's not inside at all. But no, she wasn't cross-eyed. No, right? Wasn't she seeing some guy on the side? Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's oh the last time. That's the last time you date a teacher, right? I mean, she couldn't even control her pupils. <laughs> Come on, you got one more in you. I know you do. Come on, get it all out. No, I'm good for now. Okay. <laughs> Give it ten minutes. I know, right? I will say this though. One thing that MCU has done is, even though they're comic books. Every single one of them, all the movies are original. Um, they're not copying something else. I mean, the formula might be there for a lot of you know superhero movies or action movies, um, but MCU created a whole new, you know, they took the superhero genre and they just made it better. Um, so they're not copying other people, which I do appreciate. Um, and they're actually taking what was old in some cases and bad, and they're just making it better. So, like Spider-Man, for example. Tom Holland is a much better Spider-Man than Andrew Garfield. Oh, 100% agree. But, so. Okay, so, okay, so we're, get, we're getting way off topic here, but now that you've said that, I gotta ask. I have to ask. You, you really think, do you think Tom Holland is better than Tobey Maguire? I think Ooh. I think for what they're going for, like Tobey Maguire would not have fit in the MCU and and Tom Holland would not have fit in the Raimi-verse. I think that for what they're doing, they fit in the right spot. See, I look at it like this. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Holland plays a good a great Spider-Man and a better Peter Parker. He's just goofy and nerdy, but he does really well as Spider-Man because when he is Spider-Man, he is still Peter Parker as Spider-Man. He doesn't lose right, that at all. In Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, um, Tobey Maguire was your average Clark Kent and Superman. He was one way as Toby, as Peter Parker and very different as Spider-Man. Um, you could t- there was a distinct difference. Um, and I think Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker, but he was nowhere near as good as Spider-Man as Tom Holland. Hmm. Well, you know he's mostly CG when he's Spider-Man, right? <laughs> so it's not really Tom Holland. Anyway. You had to do that. Well, I, it's, it is true. Captain Literal over <laughs> that, here. That, I mean, Literal. what tier does that fall you under? You had to do that. I believe that's a tier three. Anyway. Sure. So. I don't watching. know. I still think, I still to this day, I think, I think Spider-Man 2 is still the best Spider-Man movie that they Fantastic ever made. Fantastic film. I still, I still believe that. It's, it's, I, I put it above 
I definitely put it above the two, you know, Andrew Garfield films that were out. And I mm-hmm. put it above these two Tom Holland films. I Spider-Man 2 is, from top to bottom, an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. See, I think, I think Andrew Garfield films could have been a little bit better. It's just they made him as Peter Parker too cool. Yeah, they too made cool. him too serious. Yeah. Too serious way and too, too serious. cool versus nerdy and, you know... I even look at, you know, not to not to jump across to DC, but you look at Superman Returns and Brendan Routh played a fantastic Clark Kent. He portrayed Clark Kent beautiful. I did not like him as Superman. Jump up to Man of Steel and Henry Cavill plays a great Superman, but he doesn't portray Clark Kent as that bumbling idiot right. like Routh or Reeves did. Um so that's how I look at the, you know, Sam Raimi versus, you know, Tobey Maguire versus Tom Holland in this case is that kind of scenario. Whereas Christopher Reeves was amazing at both. And no one plays a role like that outside of Christopher Reeves. So no one acts like that anymore. So I was just thinking about the Christopher Reeves scene. Remember the scene where she shoots him and all of a sudden he stands up and even with the costume still the same, like he looks like Superman suddenly. Mm-hmm. I just that that always sticks out, you know, when when he just like his posture changes and you just see everything switch. Did they even part yep. his hair differently again? Like just before that that shot, just to change it, or was it just his posture? It was, it was just, just his posture. posture. Oh, it fantastic. was just his posture. Fantastic. I remember exactly. I remember exactly. And I'll take it a step further now that we're even here. And I talked about this when we did our Spider-Man three review. Spider-Man three, Superman three that review. My apologies, <laughs> I, that never happened. Um, yeah, I talked about this when we did Superman three there's a scene like right after he gets like the poison kryptonite when he's talking to uh, Lana Lang and they're in her house and it's like this scene where he transitions into like bad Superman and his entire demeanor his entire posture everything about him changes loved it without anything aesthetically changing like the way that he was able to pull that off was fantastic and still one of the best Things did change. No, don't don't get into him? literals of the magic of the of the makeup and his makeup. hair. It was okay, the let's, let's not. He's not talking. It about wasn't. That, it though. wasn't. It was so subtle that you can't even tell the difference. It was mostly him. Right. The untrained and him. acting. Right. Absolutely. Right. And like even in Superman three, when you see Clark Kent versus Superman in the junkyard, Best even though it's the ever. same, even though it's... it is this same guy, you have a hard time distinguishing. That it's, it. You don't. Have I think I, I, it, 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 a part of me feels bad even bringing something like that up because you're setting the bar so unrealistically <laughs> high. <laughs> like you're never, like no, we're never going to see anything here's like that what again. You need to compare. And Tony, it was forty years ago. Yeah. Why no, can't no, they do it, it that good now? Peter Parker, black suit. Peter Parker. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, we're not no, going no. to again, a disco. Again, is not, we're not going Spider-Man to a 3 is not part of the... <laughs> <laughs> I know we wish that, but... Come on, but that's that's the other time we saw, like, an, an alternate, you know, version <laughs> within the you really, MCU, you're, sort of. You're really, you're really going to say that Tobey Maguire... You're really going to compare oh, Tobey Maguire to Christopher like, Reeves? His, his really? acting blew me away. It was just oh, so my great God. to see Spider-Man dancing around in a black suit. <laughs> wow. Okay. Have you seen the Bully Maguire videos? I, I don't care about those oh. at all. They just I they just take, they just take black suits by. I know. I know. Just they do. It, they put it in, in everything. everything. <laughs> anyway. Oh, were you pulling it up? Great. Anyway, 
So here we are. Um, <clears throat> the musical is just not matching up. He's just not having it. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're back yeah, on. Yeah, we're talking about we're back Hawkeye. On Hawkeye. All right. How did you get back into <laughs> Superman? Okay, yeah. So he's at the he's at the theater. They're watching this. And he, he's just like, yeah, you know who wasn't there? Ant-Man. He had nothing to do with this. He wasn't around. Zero. So like, what is this? <laughs> so then he's just like, whatever. He goes to the bathroom. Thanos's right is graffitied on the urinal. I thought that I was like that. Really, I really, really interesting. Like that. Again, it's it's part of this world that's been built, and it's all after the snap. And I like that they did something small like that. And he looks at it, he goes, <laughs> you know, and just moves on. But you've got this guy at the adjacent <laughs> urinal. This is great. Like, he's like, hey, hey, bro, like, hey, dude, uh, is it cool if I get a selfie? He's like, now's not really the appropriate time. And then he goes to wash his hand. He goes, is, is now a better time? <laughs> It just it just shows his life, you know. He's he's clearly not somebody who's like excited to be followed around and ask for autographs and this or that or anything, which is something that this is this is just this show is going to be just like um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I did it, um, where you're going to see these this character these characters change, you know, where they start to loosen up a little bit or they start to you know be more serious. We're going to see both of these characters rub off on each other to the point where Hawkeye. Um, starts we'll say branding himself better you know yeah. and and she learns how to take things more seriously and and to be better so i think they could have if if they're trying to if they're trying to establish you know hawkeye kind of, kind of coming out of his shell i'm with that but a guy coming up to you in the bathroom wanting to take a selfie while you're you know taking a leak i don't know if that's no, no, not no. that's do, way over the that, top they're doing that to show us you know what things look like from his perspective like obviously a situation like that he's not gonna be like oh yeah sure by the end of the episode or the end of the series they're not gonna have him be like cool signing autographs while he's at the urinal but the point no. is they're showing the ridiculous things that happened to him and showing how annoying it is it's just like what did I watch yesterday? I watched some cartoon and it showed somebody's like that what their mind was portraying as these, um, you know, savage Indians when in, and then showed the reality again, where it's just this really smiling, like, you know, Native American mouse who's just like, hi. But the other one saw like red and Rah! so it's it's all about perspective. So I think here, even though we know they're not literally showing us his perspective. They're giving us an idea of what it is like for him. And like, this is the, this is some of the most ridiculous stuff that he sees every day. And everything yeah. that comes up like this feels like this to him. It's like, come on, like, dude, I'm just trying to pee. Like, I, I, I in this scene, I, I sympathize with him a lot. Like, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a hero in this world, especially after Thanos, and you were like a part of the final battle, and the whole world knows who you are. And then some guy comes up to you when you're at a urinal. Like, that's... I would... I'd probably punch him in the face. Like, and just walk away. Like, I, if he did that in this scene, I wouldn't have blamed it at all. At all. Like, that's that's kind of what... I, and I was kind of expecting that. Like, dude, you either get away from me or you're going to regret it. Like, I would not have blamed him at all if something like that happened. What I like about this, this whole part, though, is when you watch you know, end game and you see the final battle and, you know, us as the viewers, we sit there and we go, Oh, that was a fantastic. And, and you know that none of that stuff happened in real life. It was all on film. Um, but then when you see him after the, I love that MCU is doing a lot of the stuff after the snap, after the battle. Cause then you're seeing their reality afterwards. Like imagine what we would do if there was a giant battle with an alien race 
that was attacking us and this huge ship, which is probably still sitting there on the ground, wherever it landed, you know, and they're, they're, they're seeing these people that saved basically the, the human race existence. And there would be some like, Oh my gosh, it's, but you have to look at it and go, okay, we're seeing life for him after the fact versus, you know, for us in a movie, it just stopped and we just continued our own lives without having to worry about it. Like, what would we do if we actually met Jeremy Renner in real life? You know, would we, you know, I'm not saying the three of us, but right. just people in general, you know, let's take Jeremy Renner outside of Hawkeye. When he goes around, he must get similar action. You know, he must get treated the same way as Hawkeye is in this. So Hawkeye is like the Jeremy Renner of our, our reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even when you, I think it's, it was worse for celebrities before the internet actually exploded. Like when you look at the late nineties, early two thousands, like that sweet spot where the internet was just kind of getting its footing and it wasn't there. Like celebrities were treated like they were otherworldly. And it's a big reason why a lot of them, a lot of them, you know, in the media had a lot of problems and outbreaks and, and episodes, if, if you will, because of the attention that they were getting. So it happens all the time. I can't imagine what it would be like if you were actually like a hero. Like no. that's 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 something completely different. And I'm actually glad that you brought that up because you weren't on the podcast with us when we were doing Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious about how you feel because it's something that Lee and I touched on. Mm-hmm. Under over 50% that Steve Rogers is on the moon. <laughs> That he's actually on the moon? They referenced it, like, what, two or three times throughout the duration of that show? Like, too many that it's 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 under over. That he that Steve Rogers, like, old man Steve Rogers is on the moon. I don't know, because what movie was it when they go into the theater and then she makes him look up? It was the after credit scene. Oh, oh, you're talking about the end of um of WandaVision where uh WandaVision where she makes her look up. Yeah, makes her look up. Yeah. But that was they were mostly talking about, you know, Fury on the ship with the scrolls, I think. Right, right, right. That's what they were getting at. That's what I think they were referring to with that. But that's the whole thing, is that maybe that's somehow connected to where Steve is. Because he's not he's not dead. No. So no, I'm just, saying like, he's, and, but there was, there was like two or three occasions through that show where it's like, I thought Steve Rogers was on the moon. Like, and it was more than one person who brought that up. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm big on that theory. Yeah. So that's just, we'll see. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing Lee is like not having that theory. Uh, he's, he's more skeptical about it than I am. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm over 50%. I'm, 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 I'm over 15, 50. He's under. I'm 15%. There you go. Well, you're 15 percent. So you're well under the 50. He's then. well under. He's well under. That's why I'm just I don't know. I'm hovering. To be honest, I've hovered in the middle of it. OK, because I don't think they're going to actually bring him back. Oh, come on. Um, they're absolutely they're, they're, they're absolutely going to bring these characters back. Come on, man. This is the MZU. They're going to they're everybody. Ah. Everybody's going to make a comeback. If you look, 
I'll say it right now. I'll make a financial bet right now that at some point we're going to see a hologram Tony Stark as a regular character throughout this thing. If they don't bring him back, it's going to be like a switch that somebody's going to flip in Stark Towers and he's just going to be there and he's going to tell somebody what to do. Something like that is going to happen and it's going to be a recurring thing. I promise you. I prom- that These characters are going to come back. Hmm. We'll see what, what um, at what capacity they come back. Yeah, Tony Stark exactly. becomes Tony Stark exactly. becomes Edith, basically. I thought that was the exactly. idea. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I because it happened. That's the way it happens in the comics. It is because that's how um, Ironheart's created, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. That's why. I mean. Anyway, so back to Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, we're all over and the place. not not Steve Steve Rogers on the moon. <laughs> um, so obviously we see now that the uh, the bishop fortune is much bigger. He's wealthier yeah, than he. There's no he. So anyway, the bishop fortune, the money that they have, oh. is clearly a lot more money than they had before because they, her mom is like loaded and acting like she's loaded. Well, she probably got his insurance policy, which was probably stupid amounts of money after he yeah, died. Exactly. Where did so, he work? So I, I believe at that point that they, they already started up that security business. They have a security okay. company. Uh, Bishop something security, whatever. Um, anyway, she's talking about replacing the clock tower. Um, and she starts talking about this guy named Jack. She said it over the phone, too. And it's pretty obvious when she says, we have a lot to talk about. I'm like, okay, well, clearly we already set up the dad's dead. She's talking about a guy named Jack that she knows. Okay, it sounds like they're going to be getting married. It's pretty obvious. It was It was not hidden at all um at every single interaction we had so anyway um the plan is at this point hey you know make up make up to me this whole you know replacing the clock tower thing um by getting the red dress on coming with me out to this dinner i have to do and you can see that their relationship is like it's there but it's not you know there. It's not. It's not great. It's just it exists. They they got each other through the time and everything. She's very proud of her daughter. She's not a jerk. I didn't know how to like read her the mom, but she clearly loves her daughter. You didn't know how to attention. read the mom. No, I could never really understand how to how to read Vera Farmagira or how how he, or whatever her name is. I, I, I can never. I, I thought uh, her showing up. I thought her showing up in that red dress was kind of just like okay. Like, villain-esque like yeah. all well, that's, over her like well, she's up to some, thing, she's up the, she's up to some shady stuff <laughs> to a point but then again i think it's it's i mean there's obviously everything going on with jack which is pretty obvious as well but there's there's some stuff that's connecting here there and everywhere mm. we're gonna get more as it goes um but there's that after after they have their conversation she decides to go over there um uh Barton's having dinner out with his family. They have great family dynamics. You know, they're joking around and everything, and they're playing with each other. They're um, they're on the phone with um, with mom, who's still Linda Cardellini. I thought that was good that they kept her in here, even though it's a small part. Um, Velma. Velma. <laughs> yeah, Velma. she played Velma oh, on yeah, those yeah, Scooby-Doo right. movies. Right. Yeah, so she was... Uh, I just think of Freaks and Geeks or Grandma's Boy. Um, but she's So wait, there. wait, wait. You thought that his... You thought that the dynamics of his family were good? His family? Yeah. They get along extremely well. They're joking with each other. They're all getting along. The only issue uh, is that I he's, felt it he's was hard. forced. You felt it was forced? 100%. On okay. his part. On, on his on part. On Jeremy Runner's part, yeah. On his oh, part. I kind of get he that, was, too. He was forcing it. Like, he was trying to make... I, I, and I can understand 
why he was forcing it because being on the Avengers, he was never there. So he's trying to purposefully make time happen with his family. Oh, let's go see a Christmas tree. Oh, you know, let's do gingerbread houses. Let's do this. Let's do that. What's your favorite thing to do? He's struggling to be there for family. Yes. Um, especially after the thing when he lost half his family in the in the Thanos snap as well, too. He's trying to do everything he can to keep his promises and be there. So he's very... He lost his whole family in the Thanos snap. Yeah, he's he lost forcing, And he's forcing the whole thing to happen. Um, I didn't feel as though it was like this, you know, cozy, lovey-dovey relationship between family, whereas him trying to just make it happen. Right. That's just me, though. I 100% agree with you. I think I think he is happy that his family is back. I think he's happy that they're alive and that they're safe and that they're there for them. I think he does desperately want a relationship with his family. At the same time, I think he much prefers his other life over anything that he's going anything that he could possibly have with his family. And I think that's the sad part of it. You know what I mean? I, and he knows he, it. He exact and he knows it. He's and even and it's well established, you know, here he's he's happier. <laughs> like just on the street and and being Hawkeye or being Ronin. That's where he's happy. That's where he wants to be. He doesn't want to be there. He would much prefer, you know, to be with his family and to be the dad. It just for his personality and what he does, that dynamic for whatever reason does not work. So right. and I thought I thought it was pretty well illustrated, you know, in these two episodes. He's yeah. he even acts more um more like comfortable and fluid when he's, you know, around Kate. Katie, what whatever her name is. I Kate, yeah. Kate. Kate. He's he's more comfortable around her. So it's like, oh wow, okay. Hmm. I wasn't really catching that. I know that he's tr- he's trying to be better and trying to be there, and he's he's struggling because he wants to be the best he can be. And I didn't see it was hard for him. It was just he just wants to. No, be No, I get it. The best. I'm 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 with Chuck on this one. Yeah. Okay. So um, they're out there. Uh, dinner's on them at the Chinese food place, and the guy, you know, he kind of gets that whole thing where he's like, oh, he's like, I can't take that. He's like, oh, you, uh, he's like, you saved our city. Um, so anyway. You want to talk a little bit about the uh, the situation after that, where Kate's dressed up like a waitress, basically. Got it. So Kate's dressed up like a waitress. There you go. And uh, I mean, she's wearing like a black black tuxedo, black suit. Everything's black. The tie, the shirt, you know, the tuxedo. Um, and she's hanging out there. And you got um, what's his face there from Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, who comes up. Um, I remember him from a few things, one of which was Ace Ventura. He was the guy who had the guano on his shoe. He was the bad guy in Ace Ventura. Um, he was also the head butler in a movie called Bob the Butler. Actually, I think he was a butler in a few things. Anyway, this guy shows up, and he's just Mr. Rich Man. Um, he's uh, what Ar- Armand Duquesne the Third, you know, of seven. So that's fun and interesting. See, he reminded me of John Hurt, but older and with short hair. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't unsee Ace Ventura. Um, of he was. You can't. <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs> that was the guy who was. <laughs> we cannot have blood bloodshed in our province. He's doing all the faces. Okay. Anyway, so he's just there, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well, I hope you wear something better than than that suit, you know, for the wedding." Duh. Again, pretty obvious. They're laying it on pretty thick. She's like, "What wedding? Oh, of course, your mother and uh." 
and Jack over here. You know, who no, you, you no, 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 no. I remember he said you have to wear something more ladylike, f- ladylike right. than that because you can't outshine me at the wedding. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, right. which I'm surprised MCU did that with the whole way they're going now with the the. There's no specific gender, you know, how, you know, they're, they're trying to bring in all this woke stuff into it. Mm-hmm. The fact that they actually made that line in this scene in this impresses me. I was, I was very impressed by that well, yeah. and shocked at the same time. Well, if you haven't seen Jungle Cruise, I, I recently watched that one as well. That's interesting. In the entire time, um, the, the character Frank, played by Dwayne Johnson, are, um, he's, he keeps calling her pants. He keeps calling Emily Blunt's character pants because she's wearing pants the whole time. And everybody keeps making comments because this is back in like the early 1900s or whatever. And um, not 19, not early 19, whatever. The point is she's wearing pants and everybody else is wearing dresses. So he's like, okay, pants, like the entire time. It's just pants. And she starts calling him Skippy. And he's like, hey, it's Skipper, you know, whatever. Anyway, the movie's actually not that bad. It's very much, I'd say it's along the lines of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies with much better puns. So anyway. I've never heard of this movie. Jungle Cruise? It's based Never off of the... Of just like Pirates of the Caribbean is based off of the ride in Disney. Same idea. Okay. Jungle Cruise. But they have this whole backstory about a, you know, um, forbidden forests, blah, 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 in the Amazon. It's actually... I was... I, I actually enjoyed it. Anyway. Cool. So she's up there. Bunch... bunch uh, finds out about the wedding thing. Um, and Jack's like, oh, I guess the beans are out of the bag. I'm like, okay. So that was an interesting mix up of things there um so she's like okay she's she's not too happy about it she goes outside none of this made sense here she goes outside and sees a dog with one eye and okay what's up with this dog what's up with this dog so the dog's got one eye and i'm like okay now it just hit me are they trying to do some weird stupid like (laughs) nick fury thing (laughs) with this dog yeah I didn't. I didn't even hit me until just now. The whole one eye, same the one eye, eye, the same the eye, whole, the whole scar going down the side of its like its body from its like its shoulder or like its, its side of its head all the way down its arm. Yeah, did you notice that? Really, no, I didn't it's, notice that. It's much. regardless. It is yeah. so fury. And yeah, like, but this this whole thing doesn't really make much sense to me. So no. No. no, so the dog's there. She says, hey, what's up with you? And the dog hears a horn and then runs away. And she stops and stares like she saw something weird. I rewound it three times. I say rewound it because, <laughs> you know, we're old. Um, and still didn't see anything that would cause me to go, that was weird. I would just be like, there's a dog with one eye. And he ran away. Okay. I wonder if it's the same scroll that pretended to be him in... Captain Marvel. You think it's a scroll? <laughs> Possible. That's, that's funny. He was he was playing. I know Nick Fury at the end of Spider Man. I know. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, it's not. It's not. That's what maybe, I thought, maybe maybe to be Nick honest. Fury got like, you know, he got infused with some kind of scroll blood, and now he can change too, and it's just him running around like. Oh, mm. I mean, we're getting out there. I mean, we've got Thor gods and all this stuff now, so I guess you know. All bets are off. Anyway, dog follows the car. Don't know that why that was significant. Anyway, she stumbles upon um, her mom and Armand having some kind of argument or whatever, and he says, like, I've got powerful friends, which is enough to make anybody think, oh, is that a threat? Like, what's going on here? So 
That's when she pretends to be a waitress and goes along with it, takes a tray, follows him down to this black market auction that's going on down the wine cellar. They're, uh, they're auctioning off a triceratops skull and then immediately bumps into some other wait- waiter down there. It's like, what are you doing down here? She goes, oh, uh, Gary sent me? Gary. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you, you can go bother Gary if you have a question, if you really feel like you need to. And then not that long after that, as she's paying attention, and you kind of realize here that Jack and Armand are related one way or another. There's some kind of inheritance there because they're at this point, they're they're kind of fighting over some stuff. But um, at that right after that, we'll, we'll not, get to that uh, in a second because we're still at on. the whole Gary thing. We're not I'm even not there yet. Okay. We're not even there yet. Um, but the, so Gary shows up <laughs> and she's like, hi. He's like, who are you? She's like, it's like, oh, Gary sent me down here. Or who told you to get da- come down here? She goes, Gary did it. I'm Gary. She goes, oh, yeah, you're Gary. She's like, what's your name? She goes, you see, Gary? That's it. You don't even know my name. Like, I, I can't, I just can't, you know what, I have to, I, I quit. <laughs> She's like, wait, you can't quit? <laughs> it was It was a great little, little, uh, you know, scheme that she had there that worked out. It got her out of it. And I was, I was wondering if Gary was going to pop back up again, but he never did. That was the end of it. I figured he'd nope. like catch her when she wasn't paying attention after she saw something really important. But no, they didn't follow that normal trope. So good. Um, but then we get into this thing here. So we find out, we do find this out later on. They do mention it, that basically Jack is Armand's nephew. That's his uncle. Mm-hmm. That is brought up. Um, but as they're here, we get the Ronin sword. And But you mentioned the inheritance too. Yeah. Yes. This is, this, is, this is where it comes up. So um, they talk about the Ronin sword, and the two of them are bidding over it. And he's like, you don't have that kind of money. He's like, oh, well, I'm just going to inherit it from you anyway, right? Like, he basically straight up says, I'm going to kill you and take your money. So I'll go ahead and That's get the sword. That's not what I heard. He doesn't, not what no, I he, doesn't say I'm going, he doesn't say I'm going to inherit it from you. He just says, I'm going to inherit it. And right. I took that as he's going to take... Her money, like her his, money. his, his right. fiance's money, like oh, she's gonna be the uh, one who drops dead, and he's just going to inherit that money. Which oh, goes back to I don't okay. see her mom as the villain either. I mean, they right. tried to dress her up at that, but okay. I, if it came down to it, her mom would pick her over him in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But when right. I said when I said villain ask, and they gave her the then, look of and, it, and then later on when she's having the argument with Armand. She knows more than she's letting on. She, right. There's there's something shady going on with her in her business. And we'll get into that a little bit later, too, because there's some stuff going on with Kate's cell phone that I have some questions about that, that kind of leads to that a little bit. Like, there's 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 another layer to the story that we're not that we don't know about yet. Right. But, but he's going to he, he's going to get her inheritance. though. Yeah, he's going to get her right. money. It, it, it's not so much, you know, Armand. Like, cause he doesn't say, he would have just come out and said, oh, well, I'm going to inherit your money. He didn't say that. He's like, I'm going to inherit it all later anyways. Yeah. So that's, that's it, how it, he, it, that's, that's what I, that's exactly what I got though. It seemed like he was talking about inheriting his money. That's yeah. how it was played In out. this case, you're wrong. Yeah. I don't, yeah. He doesn't say, <laughs> you, he doesn't say his money. He just says, he just says, I'm going to inherit it anyway. That yeah. could be anything. I and think, besides, we don't know this guy's family limited uh, lineage. He could have a, a son or a daughter somewhere well, we're out there. We're only two episodes in, and we still don't have the answer, but we'll see. I really think that's what he was getting at, though. I thought it was pretty explicit that he wasn't... If he would have came out and said, I'm going to inherit your money, he would have said that if that was the case. That mm. would have been, like, the line. Yeah. 
suppose we'll yeah but find we out are there. two episodes in and shortly after this what happens a lot of things so right but what I'm saying is it, 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 it would go down that line he still he would stop playing the game he's playing with her with this neck with an upcoming scene happening um, and he doesn't so I'm with will on this one. Yeah, exactly. So the, ne- the the almost well not immediately after, but Armand is dead, and he still he's still carrying on with his charade. Right. If he was going to take his money, he'd be like independently wealthy at this point, and he would have just ah well okay I'm 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 bye. Yeah, but I, I think like, the thing is not so much about money as much as it it's it's also about the company that she owns and runs. That could also be a thing right there where she he would have some kind of stake in that if that was the case. So we don't know where it's going to go. I think that's no, a, I think, a huge I think what we're saying is Jack is going to inherit his fiance's business, money, inheritance, whatever that may be, uh-huh. but it has nothing to do with Armand. Okay. I don't think Armand fits into him becoming rich or even richer. So in why this did he case. kill him? I don't think Jack killed him. Okay. You're you're led to believe he did. You're led to believe mm-hmm. that he killed him. I don't believe I don't think that Jack killed him. Oh, maybe Jack knew maybe we'll Jack there. knew about it. Like he knew that like a, a hit was coming. And we already have the line from Armand that talking about I have powerful friends that you don't want to mess with. Like mm-hmm. that that opens well, there up, is the that opens up so many possibilities. There's the butterscotch. There is well, the butterscotch though. We'll get there. So um so I, I was confused about what they were talking about, um, the Ronin sword being found at the Avengers um, compound, but then I remembered, oh, we've seen multiple Avengers places destroyed. Uh, we saw the old Stark Tower was pretty much ruined, and then, you know, became that, then it was gone again. Then they had the new compound that was destroyed when Thanos came back after they did the unsnapping. I'm like, okay. So now I remember well, that. Well, Tony Stark Tower was sold, and he said that in this. Well, he, it, it got was sold, sold it, shortly after. It was sold in Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming they were selling it because they were they were moving everything out that's how all that right. stuff was uh, was on the plane anyway next things up is the suit the Ronin suit there's an explosion a robbery and this is when we first start seeing the uh, tracksuit mafia as he calls them um, Jack takes the sword and uh, runs off so she puts on the suit and starts taking the guys out I, I love that as she's like fighting people again this is where it first hit me I'm just like why is she so oh right like every single achievement she's ever done which we got there like we're seeing her use all of her knowledge all of her all of her skills you know um, in, in in fights but she's never really been in a fight like this that's not been something that was set up so you can tell that she's dealing with people who are improvising and she's learning how to improvise on the spot. But the whole fight with the wine bottles, she did a great job. And I love that the bottles didn't break. I was just going to say that. I, w- I appreciate that the bottle did not break because in real life, they wouldn't break so easily. I know. We always see those fake, um, what are they, sponge sugar or whatever? or It's, it's, it's some kind of like sugar, sugar glasses glass. that they use. And, sugar um, glass, yeah. Yeah, so they're not using that here. They're just like ding, ding, ding as it's hitting people. I'm like, that is so cool. I love yeah. it when she, when she pushed one of them through and hit the guy on the other side of the wall. Like it was, it was a great little scene that they did there. Um, and... So all that they, they mentioned that they wanted, first of all, they kept calling each other bro the whole time, which made me laugh so hard. Uh, just like a bunch of, you know, Russian-sounding dudes would be like, come on, bro, let's go, bro. Um, but they're going after a watch, and it was from the Avengers compound. And I'm wondering, is this Iron Man tech? Was this something to do with... Remember he had, like... I remember he had, like, the... In, in one of the other Iron Man movies where it came out of a watch. Maybe that's what it is, and they're trying to get some Iron Man tech. 
Um, maybe it's something even more than that. I don't know. But I was just starting to think about, like, you know, what else could this be from, this watch? Um, I'm with well, you we're on only that two one. episodes th- in. We won't know until closer to the end. Well, I think, yeah, we'll probably get pretty close to it. Um, maybe by fourth episode, understand what it was. Or at least by the next one, because we're, we're finally seeing the boss at the end of the, of the second episode. Uh, death I think boss. it's pretty safe. I think it's pretty safe to speculate that this watch belonged to Iron Man. I mean, it's who else of the team would wear a, a watch that is of any value to either an underground, you know, black market auction or, you know, the criminal underbelly of New York. Like well, We don't know if it's something that, that Stark made up or if it's something that's somehow connected to Captain Marvel or something that uh, Nick Fury had. I mean, there's a few things that it could that they might uh, seek it for. I don't know. But, I mean, the guess is probably Stark tech. So yeah. she runs out. Um... They're all out there. She saves the dog in the street. Someone takes a video. It goes on YouTube. Hey, look. Blah, blah, blah. And the Bartons who are settling in their hotel room see the Ronin suit on the news. It's like, check it out, Dad. This ninja just saved a dog. And, you know, he sees it, recognizes the suit, and he's like, okay, great. So he, this is basically showing how he gets roped into everything. Um, so my thoughts on this Obviously, there wouldn't be a TV show if they did this, but if he just didn't care and she got caught, story over. No need to chase after the suit. No need to do anything. He'd be home with his family. No issues. Um, Yeah. So this right here, to prove Will's point from earlier, is he does care about this more, in a sense, than, you know, his family to a degree. That's where that struggle comes in is I'm going to, sh- I have no issues shipping you back home, you know, <laughs> 600, 6,000 miles away back to England to stay here to chase after a suit zero, um, because I don't problems. want to see this person get hurt. You know, that, yeah, that's well, part of it too. That's part of it too. He, he definitely is, feels some kind of responsibility to, to, responsibility. to whoever found the suit. Absolutely. He, okay. So whoever found the suit. They're going to be in trouble. There is going to be people coming after whoever puts on this suit just because of what the suit represents. So it's 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 twofold. One, I do think he's a little bit excited, like, okay, I get to get back into it a little bit, you know, and, and satisfy this urge. And the other is, I, it is very much a responsibility thing. So right, but the track, but like like the the track suit gang. I love that they're so stupid. Right. <laughs> like it's oh, so they don't perfect. know they don't know that he is Ronin though. No. Nobody so does. Now no. that he's all of a sudden going Not around Ronin, he's the Ronin because the Ronin Ronin is was, right. uh, the other the Ronin. You're right. The Ronin. <laughs> um you know that's not a little Whatever. thing. That's not a little thing. That's Guardians of the Galaxy. Ronan was the I get, other dude. I know. Yes. <laughs> Same universe. <laughs> makes a difference. It's not the Incredible Hulk. But he's now going around as basically Hawkeye asking everybody where this suit is. Mm-hmm. Why is, you know, all the gangs that were chasing the Ronan, Hawkeye is now going after them asking for the suit. It wouldn't be difficult to put two and two together at that point and say, hmm, he's coming after the same suit we're going after, and he's the only one doing it. Yeah. Well, because they're dumb, and at this point, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, but apparently, according to him, he has all these enemies aside from them. I think the difference... 
I think the difference, and it's going to sound really loose and kind of stupid when it comes out of my mouth. I think the difference here is Ronan using the sword as, comp- as you know, opposed to Hawkeye using a bow. Mm-hmm. There's mm. there's a a large difference in the way that you know he kind of changes himself tactically. So mm-hmm. that his could be fighting just, style is different. Fighting style, the fighting style is completely different. So it's it's it, I don't know, man. Mm. It's it's a whole thing with this person has a mask on. We don't know who they are. Oh my god! Like it's you, you kind of he it's part of wore, it's part of the territory where you're talking about though. superheroes. Where's Commissioner Gordon? <laughs> yeah, but he didn't wear a mask though. Even in Endgame, at the end, when he takes his help, he takes his hood off. He's mm-hmm. not wearing a mask. Yeah, but he pulls down he pulls down the scarf and he takes off the hood. So it's 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 still a quote unquote mask. So okay. that's. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when Arrow first started, didn't he just have grease paint on his face? Pretty much. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so th- she brings the dog back to the apartment. Um, basically, um, feeds it pizza. Feeds it pizza because that's all she has is a slice of pizza. Here you go. So he's just from now the trash. Pizza dog. No, it was from the. No, fridge. no, no. It was in the fridge. It wasn't from the fridge. Yeah, right. yeah. He, she pulls it yeah. out of the fridge and just throws it down. So she wants to find out what's up with Armand. She goes over there. She sees butterscotch, his own personal butterscotch labeled. It's it's uh, Armand brand butterscotch, as she calls it. Um, he's dead. She books it, and the tracksuit mafia shows up. Um, I laughed again at the bro. Um, the bro lines, they get into their fights. Uh, she puts up a pretty decent fight for the most part, but it's some other guys, some bigger guys. Um, she ends up hiding in a car that happens to have manual locks. Not very often do we see manual locks. Um on cars these days so I like the fact that she had to like jump around and lock all the doors um Clint shows up takes out the rest of the guys they run with off a scarf to, with a scarf <laughs> they run off to the alley she looks at him she goes oh my god you're Hawkeye he's like who the heck are you and that's pretty much where they end it great way to end it because at first he's just like he, he sees her it's like you're a kid great so that's what brings us into the second episode, which picks up immediately here. It's just like Back to the Future, where it's just like boom, 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 right back to it. They even t- uh, like reversed it a little bit just to kind of give you the instant replay, um, aside from the the regular uh, recap. So, who are you? You're Kate Bishop. You're a kid. My God. So um, they start like walking down the street together, and he's looking everywhere, and she's like, she's like taking notes on what he's doing because she's just so like starstruck right now that she's next to her hero. Yeah. Um, and she's as he's looking, she goes, "What are you doing? Assessing threats? That's pretty much what you do, right? Like everywhere you go, you just like assess and make sure that the situation's good." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And he just sits there and rips on her age over and over again. She's like, well, "I've been doing karate since I was five. He's like, "What was that? Like two years ago?" Just everything he says is just making just ripping on how young she is. You find out she's actually twenty two. Um, they go back to the apartment, and the whole question is like, did anybody see your face? Can anybody connect you to that suit? You know, was there anywhere else you go- you went? And she's like, yeah, I did drop off the dog, and my name's on the buzzer. And immediately you just hear, Kate Bishop. <laughs> so, great. Um, <laughs> so they start throwing in, like, Molotov cocktails. And I love that he just like picks up and throws it back at them. He catches it. <laughs> it's he it's pretty great. The he, he, he catches the Molotov cocktail and just it, throws it right back out the window. Back. Now I and have to one laugh. Of, 
Hang on. One of these idiots on the ground that's throwing the Molotov actually has the dumb idea to kiss it before he throws it. Like, this thing could blow up in your face. Like, we're we're clearly illustrating that this is a group of, of nimwits, and I, I absolutely love it. Um, so, I like to do this a lot. I gotta throw on my theory hat a little bit here. When they're walking back to her apartment and he's frantically looking over his shoulder, he's not worried about the um the tracksuit mafia because they're they're stupid and he knows that they're stupid. And even later on in the episode when he's in their presence, he's not taking them seriously. No. No. There are there is definitely a bigger threat out there to come. So and I'm really looking forward to that. I have a theory that yeah. I'm I'm not going to Okay, good. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm laughing more about Molotov cocktails because I saw um, a, a a misprint recently on a news article that was like a, a news thing, and they, they wrote it as Mazel Tov cocktails. <laughs> it's just, and then somebody made fun of it and obviously put a picture of like, you know, um, a rabbi, like, you know, drinking a cocktail. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, no, actually, it wasn't even that. It wasn't drinking a cocktail. He had it in his hand and he's like, Lahayim, as he's about to throw it. <laughs> it was a muzzle tough cocktail. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's anyway. Horrible. Um, I, I love when they're out there, like, after things kind of, we'll say, settle down, they, they, they bail, they leave the suit there. They're like, we'll come back for it. I'm like, oh, good, it's fireproof. Good for them. Um, she, um, they run off, but the guy, um, the guy with the with the goatee, um, like the the main guy we hear talking most of the time, uh, not the big guy, but the bald er guy with the goatee, the blondish one. I don't know how else to describe the guy, um, and neither does she, as we see later on when she does that wonderful um, rendition drawing of what she thinks he looks like. Um, but th- he's like freaking out, and the guy's like, "It's I know, it's it's a lot, everything. I mean, you were on fire, bro, like a little shish kebab." It's just, they're so dumb, and and I love that they kept them, like, these bumbling idiots the whole time. Like, even, you know, and we're going to see how that kind of plays out with um, the boss near the end, or at the next episode after we get to three. Um, So, they're trying to find another place to hide out. Where are we going to go? The Avengers compound? We're going to go over here? Is a hideout place? He's like, no. Like, do you have a place to go? So, they go to the store to pick up some supplies to, you know, clean each other up and whatever, and... uh, address their wounds i love that he says i need some supplies and she's like avenger supplies like yeah. superhero supplies like yeah, she's like all she's, she's excited so about excited <laughs> she's so excited about everything going on expecting she's going to get some kind of like sneak peek into the life of superheroes she's and she's like I, I gotta be honest i'm a little let down they're just in like a convenience store buying like rubbing alcohol and yeah. chips it's like yeah this is life kid like it's not all glamorous <laughs> like just get over it so they, they go up to this apartment building because she says she knows a place and she just picks a random button. As you can tell, she's like, uh, this one until he hits it a bunch of time. And she <laughs> again, I, I love how like manipulative she is with this, you know, the ways that she handles things, the whole thing with Gary. And then again here um, and this everything here reminds me of Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Like she's she's very much a Kevin McAllister type character, um, but she goes in there rings the bell the guy's like hi she goes hi uh, got, got a pizza what yeah mm-hmm yeah uh, uh, okay. yeah okay and the guy just buzzes her in anyway because he couldn't hear her sounds great she says she's going to her aunt's place because her aunt's in florida for the winter i'm like yeah wasn't this home alone too like i felt like they were gonna set this up and she's gonna booby trap the place and you know next thing you know the guy's coming up the stairs a big pipe and some cans of paint you know blowtorch 
But anyway, the point is, hang out here. We're going to go take care of everything else. So he goes back to find the suit, right, to see if he can get it. Um, can't find the suit. A fireman must have taken it. Great. He's going to have to f- figure that out. Um, but he sees a sticker, NYC LARPers sticker on the side of the truck and i'm like okay so apparently um they're all into live live action role playing yep that is hilarious it's like an entire firefighter team it's great that loves to role play um i love i love how he i love how he disguises himself as a fireman yes oh yeah in front of cops and firefighters and, and all sorts of other people Yes, right. No one sees him. No one sees him well, with a backpack. <laughs> no, he's not. He's just a regular dude on the street right now, man. No one sees him open the door to the fire truck, throw his backpack inside, grab a jacket, grab the helmet off of off of one of the, well, of course the, the, not. the, the front of the thing. As and long just as you walk do it, right in. As long like, as you do it like nobody's paying attention to you and you're just, you know, being normal, then nobody's gonna see it. It's just right? Oh, it's like the people it's like the people who drive through the rotary and they purposely don't look at you as they cut you off and you're like you almost just died that the, their thought process is if I don't look at them I didn't do anything <laughs> wrong and it's it, sure. it's it never ceases to amaze me how these people think if I don't look at it then there won't be an accident <laughs> what was it Homer Simpson remember he used to drive he was driving to work it's like if I don't see it it's not illegal he covers yeah, his eyes much. drive through a red yeah, light sure <laughs> this was Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm 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 rolling with it. I had I don't have a problem with it. I just wanted to point it out. Like, wow, that's cool. Good for you, ninja. It's it's going into the whole thing about you know being a ninja and being stealthy and being able to sneak in and out of situations. And I I just wanted to point it out because I really do like that. Um, I don't know if it speaks to the intelligence of the people who are around him or just Barton's ability to do things like this like is, is it is it his skill level or is it just no the, the average person is not going to be paying attention to things like this mm. so I took it as it was just chaos in the moment and he yeah. used the chaos to his advantage sure mixed in with his ability to be sneaky or yeah. sly or whatever I guess word you want to use so ah uh, he gets back over there. She's on the phone with her mom. Love you, mom. Talk to you later. I thought it was a little interesting line. Just the banter between the two of them. She's like, when did your heart th- uh, shrink th- three times? He goes, when a little girl in a ninja costume stole my Christmas. Okay. <laughs> um, and he teaches her how to properly clean and dress the wound because she did it all wrong. And they had to have this moment there where it's like, okay, you know, we can tell that he's just trying to train her up. Um, and... Um, but, but, what was but, the... What was the Ah, I can't put my finger on. There's a movie where he ends up this, the, basically the master ends up teaching the apprentice out of reluctance. I think it was like a. Ah, I have to come back to you because I, I. And all of a sudden, there, a relationship spawns because of it, versus. You know. Them willingly doing it. Yeah. Like even in Spider-Man. Tony Stark pursues um, Peter Parker but there's a movie out there, I forget what it's called I'll get back to you guys on it but there's a movie where he is being asked to train the other person and he's reluctant and then through his reluctance and you know just everyday things happening 
like this, a relationship spawns and spurs out, and then you know it becomes a good movie. Um, ah, it's gonna bug me now. I'll get back to you on it though. I mean that that you could you could apply that to anything. This is Yoda not wanting the the, the council to approve Anakin's hmm? training. I mean, you could, you could say that. Too old to begin the training. Sure. I mean, all I'm thinking there's tons of things like that. I'm thinking like Batman Forever. You know, like Dick Grayson wanted to do this, that, and whatever, and he reluctantly ends up training him. He's like, no, you can't do this by yourself, and he shows up and helps him out. There's tons of things like that, or sidekicks type thing. Training up a sidekick. Happens all the time. I remember, I'm, I'm, I'm having, like, a vision of a line from, from some movie where it's the master, well, not, well, somebody says, get some sleep, you're gonna need it. For what? You're training. Like, there's, that that's in my head right now, and I have no well, idea that's, where it's from. That's the Matrix. That's a direct okay. line all right, from the all Matrix. Right, all right. Yeah, that's why that's there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was Tank to Neo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good line, though. Um, no, but there is a... It's almost a similar scene where he's dressing a wound or he's taking care of the person he's training. And he, as the master, does not want to do it. Um, not master, per se, but just the person training up the next person below. I'll look it up. I'll get back to you. Yeah. So she, at one point, he's like, what is this? And he looks at this really horrible drawing. She goes, yeah, I'm trying to recall what they look like. And he goes, oh, so not really an art major, huh? It was actually like, it was my level of drawing. It was pretty bad. It was yeah, bad. <laughs> so he starts scrolling around through like Instagram or something and finds like this image or this one video of this one guy like he knew exactly what to look for and he finds this guy Grills who's just like oh yeah well when I go out there and so he's like you never saw this you keep saying like when are you gonna get a new suit Grills he goes check it out now I'm a ninja and it's like cuts to him wearing the ninja suit okay so he knows exactly who he needs to get and where he needs to go to get it so he looks up the information for this NYC LARPers and uh, sends his kids to the airport so he can take care of stuff so there's that um, what did you think about him sending the kids away? What did I think of him suddenly finding the LARPers? Listen, the fact that he finds this place and he goes to, like, <laughs> basically role play. First of all, the entire introduction to this thing, that and it, he, he comes across this woman who's standing there with a plastic battle axe, was fantastic like just absolutely fantastic she doesn't want to let him in she's taking the whole thing really seriously i love that she knows who he is like immediately like looking at him like listen i know who you are he's just saying i don't want any trouble i just want to talk to that guy over there and it's okay fine you have to sign this you know i, I guess at some point he gives away his credit card information for like the armor that he's given which is absolutely fantastic like this entire thing Oh my God, it's great! So he's he's signing all this information, and he need he, now now he needs armament, and it's just like a plastic suit shield thing that he puts over himself, a fake cardboard looking sword. It the whole thing is just the whole thing is perfect. It's perfect, and the way that he just walks in, he's not taking any of this seriously. But at the same time, you can tell, like, when he's making his way up the line and he's just kind yeah. of, like, hacking his way through everybody, you can tell that he's kind of having yeah. fun. Well, yeah, we'll, it's... We'll, we'll get through that. We'll get there because there's well, still a I lot love... of stuff that happened. So, basically, we're getting at this point that um, that Ronan uh, killed Armand, or Armand, that they think that Ron Ronan did. 
um, mm. the news does because they saw her in the suit going over there. I started wondering at this point when did um, when did Clint get a full sleeve of tattoos? He ne- he definitely didn't have those before. Absolutely not. We saw his bare arms all the time, but suddenly in this scene he has a sleeve on his left arm. Nobody noticed that. Probably time. Probably when he was the Ronin, all over the all over the world, just getting tattoos. Well, no, because we saw his we saw his bare arms in we did in Endgame. That's what I'm saying. He didn't have so yeah, and he was and this was well after this was I mean the events of, of of Endgame when they you know put everything together. This is after the events of, of when he was Ronin. Right. So then So he must have yeah. got the sleeve sometime after that. So it's just I think it's just there for like to to illustrate, you know, one, Jeremy Renner just decided to get a sleeve of tattoos. And two, passage of time, man. So Yeah, it just it usually you don't get a full sleeve in, in like a year, you know, unless that's like your goal. It just it just seemed out of character that he would just suddenly just get, decide to cover his entire arm in tattoos. One here and there, then kind of connect them later on. He had it in Endgame. He did. did he? Okay. He had it in Endgame. I okay. just looked okay. it up. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he didn't so have then, it before that. Definitely not. Okay. So then, um, so then Lee's right. He probably got he probably got the sleeve while he was the Roman. Yeah. yeah. He also explains in in the scene where he's talking to her why his hearing is gone. Basically, and it does like a quick cut back to all like every explosion, all the damage he's done to his ears. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, they're they're walking around through there, and um, this was a cool little scene with the Christmas music in the background. And I appreciated yeah. that they actually show, you know, small stuff like him losing his hearing, mm-hmm. you know, because of explosions. It doesn't make yeah. him so superhero. It makes him more human. It's than, the little details. Yeah, right. and I, I appreciated that a lot. It made it made the connection. I think it made the connection for fans. Like, oh wow. You know, as much of a superhero as he is, he's not Loki. He's not Thor. There's you actually know, consequences to doing to this. the things that he's doing, right? Yeah. And a lot like in um, and a lot like Tony. You know, the way that everything kind of like starts coursing through his like his veins and his blood just becomes contaminated, like that whole storyline. Like there are consequences to actually do this for you know humans. I think that's right. great. I want to back up a little bit because I can't believe that I forgot to bring this up, but for whatever reason, it slipped my mind. Um, at the beginning of the first, well, not the beginning, but, you know, slowly into this first episode, we see, like, New York, and it's winter, and it's Christmas time, and the Christmas music, and the snow, and the lights, and everything. Am I the only one that got massive Burton Gotham vibes from that, or, like, is that what they were going for? Because that's what it felt like. From which? I didn't even catch Burton. It. Tim Burton. Tim Burton's no. Gotham. No, what? Like, it was... What was just the city, just the city, the, the, oh, the way the that. city was, the way that it was kind yeah. of, you know, dimly lit, the snow, the the Christmas theme of like a bustling city. Like it just felt, I don't know. OK, that's just me. I could yeah. see it. I didn't. Get I thought it, it looked I really cool. It, I thought yeah. it looked really, really it cool. It didn't have that German expressionism feel to it. That's why I didn't pick up on it. And that's exactly what Burton was like. OK. Using for stylistic um, inspiration. But I didn't. I didn't get that. It, se- it seemed too. I mean, the fact that it's at night. Yeah, I, that's the only thing I see that's a comparison. Is that we don't. It's really at see night. Of, yeah. It's at night. It's bustling. They're walking outside of like a movie yeah. theater or, or or something like that. Like just the way that everything was. The steam coming up from the vents. I was like, this feels. Well, that's just New York. This feels. Yeah, but it's just. You see New York. 
there's there's an aesthetic to New York in these MCU in the, in this in the MCU universe. This is different. The way that yeah. this was filmed and shot, and, and the way that it was portrayed, the way that it was lit, everything about it was different. It wasn't it wasn't like everything else that we've seen out of the MCU. This that's why it was like this feels really opposite of what New York is usually like through yeah. you know yeah, telling so. these stories. It's just you know. yeah. So as they're walking around, this is daytime, as they're walking around here, um, they see people dressed up like Avengers and whatnot. She goes, oh, look, that one's you. He's like, no, it's Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> um, and this is where they have the conversation about how he needs to work on his branding. He's like, I'm not trying to sell anything. And she goes, no, everyone's trying to sell something. He's like, I'm not. And she goes, no, you know, they want sincerity. And he's just like, you know, again, there's nothing. I, I don't care about that. I don't care about branding. You know, she's like, your heart is basically hidden. You're, you're not anything that people can connect with. It's like, what are you doing here? But she basically says, you're selling inspiration. And she's getting to the point that she's been getting at this or trying to get at is, you inspired me so much and that's why I'm here. Um, so he gives her a phone number and says, it's only for emergencies. If you use it for anything else, I will block and delete you. Get out of here. She goes, good, I'll call you later. <laughs> um, so she goes in to see her mom and I love that Jack. he just, they just met like the night before and she's already making all these assumptions about him and his personality and his his branding and what he needs to do and his heart being you know behind all this armor like lady you just met him how are you coming up with all of this on the spot well like, you're, she's you're making a whole him. lot of assertions right now sweetheart so she's, she's probably studied him for a long time probably I mean again that's that's her inspiration and she learned all this stuff to basically be like a new hawkeye. See sure. what I'm waiting for though because they did they do allude to it to a little bit is even in um Falcon Winter Soldier you know with the Winter Soldier having to deal with all of his past kills and you know finding amends and apologizing to certain people and crossing off the list um, Black Widow was his best friend. Mm. They make one line to it in these first two episodes. His heart is the way it is and his attitude is the way it is because he lost his best friend. They need to travel down that path for a little bit um, and explain that at some point. I don't feel as though for more... Because like... Like they like they've always filled in with every single Disney Plus MCU TV series. They have a a silly filler episode. They don't with six episodes. They don't have time to do that, and they need to go down that path of him losing her as a best friend. And I don't know if they're gonna be able to fit that in with four more episodes left. Not enough time. There's enough. That's time. a that's a huge. Wasn't Falcon and Winter Soldier only six? Uh, I, I thought it was I eight. Have no idea. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit longer than six episodes. But you have to say with that show though too, it was there was more action in that show than there was in this. I mean, in episode two of this show, the number one action scene was him at the cosplay. Yeah. That was the action scene for the show, this episode. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Um, and Lily was right. There was six episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Was there? Yes. 
she goes in to see mom go talk to her about what's going on and of course Jack is there she starts interrogating him and he comes back with all these different responses and everything and he's like oh she's doing this to do that and he goes oh I read a book on on step parenting <laughs> you know but I mean he's doing the whole like this is typical and you know I can handle this um, but I don't think much comes out of it but she's basically saying okay well yeah we'll, we'll have dinner tonight but I'm going to be the one coming up with all the questions so we'll talk like that so now it's time to LARP. So he gets in there. He does agree, finally walks in, and um, <laughs> it finds out that the scroll is what he lives by. He's, he's walking through this like he's never seen anything like this before. He's never done anything like this before, and he's witnessing it for the first well, time. Well, do we, do we talk about how he knows to go here? Yeah, he looked. Uh, I said he looked it up earlier. He looked it up on Instagram. Was, he saw yeah. the, we, we talked about the sticker on the side of the, the fire truck, and then he looked everything up on Instagram and okay. found this guy. So, yeah, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. I, I must this, have missed that part. This 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 whole thing is is awesome. <laughs> it's great. beautiful. It's great. So, as he's going through, he starts um, looking around. Now, I've done something similar. Of course you have. This is, no, it's it's. <laughs> so my buddy, um, my buddy Paul was big into um, to LARPing, and he did it for years. And there was somebody I dated for a while who also did it. Uh, it wasn't anything that I I was really a part of. Um, she was away that weekend, and so my buddy brought me along with him, and I think his brother too. I don't know who else was there with us. Um, and we went down. And he's like, I'll pay for you. You can get in and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just want to go down there just to hang out with, you know, the girl I was dating at the time. Because I was like, oh, I didn't get to see her for like the other week because of this and that. I'll go hang out there. What I didn't realize was how invested they get into this. So in that world, she and I are not dating. So when I showed up, she was really mad (laughs) because she's like, her mindset was like don't bring don't try to bring the real world into my world here and I'm like okay that's what happens you're acting you're you're role playing this is a thing for the weekend so I showed up created a character named Yodel Chamberlain don't basically I'm like how do I what do I come up with for a name he goes what's your favorite snack food I'm like funny bones I'm like funny bones is a really strange name and he goes okay how about Yodel I'm like whatever so I was a hobbit, basically, um, and blah, 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 blah. I went there, and it was um, it was very odd. Um, it was definitely an experience that I probably won't ever do again. Um, no offense to anybody who loves this, but every time I see a movie, like the movie Role Models that does this, I just laugh because I'm like, they're not wrong. This, this is pretty much exactly how it is. So... He goes in there, and I'm looking at it, and everything I'm doing, I'm comparing to, yep, I've seen that. Yep, I did that too. Yep, that was odd. Uh-huh. Yeah, but so, was your email classified? <laughs> um, it must have been. What's your email? I never it's got classified. Email. I never got any emails from them. <laughs> but um, there's a picture somewhere. I'll have to show it to you. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, anyway, so... Um, He's there. I, I love that, like, right in the beginning when he first walks in, everybody is, like, fighting each other super slow. Like, they did it, like, exaggerated to show, like, this is nothing, like, 
you know, the the fake fighting we see in the show itself, you know, like it's really exaggerated. And then he cuts over there and later on it does start to speed up to a normal speed and we see them all fighting and he runs through and just starts taking people out. And, and he does have a little bit of fun with it, like you were saying. He was kind of grinning at, at a few points, like like a silent grin with his eyes type thing. I love when he's completely surrounded and he just like takes out a couple and then just spins the sword around and everyone's like, Whoa they all get thrown so back. They're not they're not purposely fighting slow. It's actually in slow motion. Like the whole yeah. scene is actually in slow motion because no, there's a part No, in yes. the very beginning. Not in the very because beginning. Because there's a part there's a part where he says goodness, but goodness is like slowed down like minus double speed. It's ridiculous. Because, and the whole thing is amazing because he immediately begins to play along. That's that's the whole. That's what makes the scene so great. Is that he's reluctant at first. My name, eh? You don't need that. My email, that's classified. Occupation, no, 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 no. Just let me fill that out. Come here. And he does it, and he gets in there with his armament, and that's when everything just kind of starts to slow down. And I, I, I didn't think they were purposely acting in slow motion. I just think the scene was shot in slow motion. I loved it because you and you hear things going on in the background, like you hear like people screaming. It's not them purposely screaming. I'm talking in slow about motion. the first, the first four seconds of it is is regular time, but they are literally acting slow. And then it shows sure. it speed up, and then they go slow motion. So yes, sure. they do they do multiple different speeds, but that wouldn't that would be confusing for the viewer. So they actually what show people going slow because they're practicing, they're they're training up. What I yeah. don't get is when he's in that, when they're all, and he does that spin and he knocks yeah. them all down, mm -hmm. he's getting hit left and right and nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, but it wasn't a torso. Yeah, torso. it was. Mm -hmm. he's, getting, he's getting hit on his, on his breastplate like over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And then when the guy who finally takes him out hits him in the exact same spot, he's dead. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe he drank a potion that we didn't see. Oh, my God. So, guess what Lee's eating? You look like you're eating eggs. No, no, this is a biscuit with what seems like some type of mashed potatoes with bacon on top. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> so, he's up there doing this. He talks to the guy. He's like, dude, I need that suit back. And he's like, all right, well... Um, Either um, I, <laughs> he says, I, I can take this pretend sword and you can pretend to die and I take the suit or I real punch you and you real fall down and I take that suit. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> um, but the guy basically says, just let me kill you. Like you can have the suit, but just let me kill you. And he's like, he's like dude, you're a superhero. You get to be a superhero all the time because that's who you are. This is the closest I could ever get to that. Just let me kill you. He's like, ugh, fine. And again, this is another moment where we're seeing Clint, you know, loosen up a little bit. I mean, obviously, there's stuff going on. He needs to get this suit, needs to get out of there, whatever, so they can move on. But the, the stakes aren't super high for him right now. He's just like, just let me get the suit so I can go see my kids. So, I love that he, fine, I love that I'll he do did it. this. I love that oh, yeah. he did this. I thought it was fantastic. And that's, again, that's his character starting to change a bit and loosen up. Um, so he leans over and says, go ahead and kill me. He's like, no, dude, like, it has to be honorable. Like, trial by combat. 
Yeah. <laughs> so they make this thing. <laughs> and that's basically, okay, they're going to go fight. Very briefly in the middle is uh, the FBI calls up Kate and basically asks her to come down and chat. She comes up with an excuse, I'm working right now. Um, I'll just come and see you tomorrow. You know, they asked about the fire in the house, and she says, I wasn't there. So obviously um, there's something else going on. Um, but <laughs> um, so, yeah, what were your thoughts on that whole thing? On the FBI calling her? Yes. Oh, the FBI called her. <laughs> do you do you her think apartment. there's gonna be fo- do you think there's gonna be follow through there, like on her part? I don't know. I don't okay. know. It's weird for. So they're introducing the idea that uh, of the FBI for a reason. There, there there's something more going on. Again, more going on that we just don't know about. And I'm thinking it has something to do with the security company that she's working for. And I'm surprised you kind of glossed over it because there is a scene where she pulls out her cell phone, and I forget exactly where it We're is. We're not it's there not, yet. We're not there yet. No, she does it before that though. She does it before that where she pulls out her cell phone and she's able to pull up some kind of tracking system that let, like tracking system that none of us have ever seen. Like we don't have access to anything like this. And it's really advanced for any kind of security company to be able to have. Yeah, so she I'm, triangulates the other guy's cell phone. Yeah, real this quick. is that's later. Uh-huh. But she does it before. There's a uh-huh. scene where she does do this before with, with 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 something else that's going on. I don't know if it's her looking at her apartment or her trying to figure out what's going on outside. But there is there there is a part before where we do see this 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 tech on her cell phone, then she has the ability to do that. Okay. We just see it more. It's it's more showcase when she's um when she's looking in for the Barbara. in the cab. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's more showcase there. But the whole the whole thing with the FBI, there's like I said, there's more going on here than what we know right now. That right. It's, and it, and it I I have to guess it's something to do with either the security company that she works for. Or this Jack guy who's trying to, you know, come into the family fortune. Like it's something, something else is going on, and and it's no wonder that you know the cops or the FBI would want to get involved in this. Like, hey, we right. have we have this information on your family over here, and then all of a sudden your you know your apartment burns down. Hmm. Let's right, uh, let's let, let's follow these leads and see what's actually going on. So right. it's 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 going to be interesting moving forward. Right. So. We'll see what happens there. But um, they're ready for the Battle Royale here. Clint uh, refuses to drink the potion, which is basically her empty hands. It, they, it was never potion. That's what it was. Um, all of their favorite never potions. And Do we even have the guy? You even have the guy in the back like, oh, my God. I, I, I don't know. He didn't drink the potion. He like what? The potion. <laughs> He's all shocked like, and surprised well, that he didn't drink like, the potion. Well, she's like, well, you won't reap the benefits then. <laughs> And um, <coughs> I love how he's there. And every time that they hit the sword, you got a guy just going cling, ding, cling, <laughs> cling. <laughs> I love that cling. he has an elongated one. Yeah, I was just about to do that. <laughs> he has an elongated one when they're the, 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 the plastic of the swords together. <laughs> cling. They really do that, though. It's so it's really a thing. It's really I believe you. I believe. Anyway. I, listen, this whole thing. I believe that this happens. <laughs> I one hundred percent believe that everything we saw happens. I think I would even go so far as to say the show maybe even downplayed it a little bit. I mean, if they're doing this for an entire weekend, and I think you find out here that well, how long is this LARP going to actually be? Oh, until midnight. Yeah. It probably gets a lot more crazy than what we actually saw. Like. Mm-hmm. 
like role playing like home life and like cooking and things like that. Like I, I'm imagining just like not to that degree. <laughs> really, really? Yeah, I mean, maybe now. I don't know. I don't know, man. Not if what I saw. Not what I witnessed. If you're throwing I, I, yourself into this, until I was like, out, I was out there for maybe a four, 45 minutes, and I'm just like, "Where's the cabin? I'm just gonna go to sleep." They're like, "It's six. I'm like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> like we just wow. got here. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat some granola bars. Good night, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, theory. So they, go with, they go ahead, huh? Just a theory. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Samantha. And Falcon Winter Soldier. That was her name, right? The um. Why can I not think of things today? The leader, the leader of the um, of the uh, the organization. She was, no, she's the niece of what's her name in Winter Soldier. Oh, oh, Carter. Yes. Yeah. Do you think she has anything to do with the background of? the government, FBI, anything to do with from Falcon Winter Soldier, all that stuff? No, because she's... Is she even in the States? Yeah, she comes back to she the comes Capitol back to the at States. the end of it. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think so, because she still has... She's like, she's like kind of playing a double role. I don't... I don't know. You know what? Because they haven't done crossovers all that much. Maybe I just don't see it yet, but they... It, it, she could I mean no crossovers in the TV shows yet but yeah no which bothers me it still bothers me it bothers me it still bothers me and I, I bring this up all the time it still bothers me that the TVA was established in Loki and not WandaVision like they didn't care at all about what Wanda was doing it, but it just because well, that was supposed it, to it that was supposed to happen <laughs> It doesn't make sense. I don't care what anybody says. It doesn't make sense that they wouldn't care. And they she created a in. bigger. She created a bigger issue with time than he did. Exactly. And he she does it all the time. A much bigger issue. A yeah. much bigger issue. Where she's, my biggest she, issue because I wasn't in either of those shows with you guys. My biggest issue was bringing in Quicksilver and then going nowhere with it. I still don't that, buy it. I still don't buy that for a second. You don't no. You don't bring in Evan Peters as Quicksilver, and right. and he's not Quicksilver. I don't buy that for a minute. Right. Especially with, especially with everything that's coming up in Spider Man, I don't believe that he's not Quicksilver for a second. He, nope. No. You you that's that's that would be too big of a troll for the MCU to do right. to the fan base. Well, was it her husband Frank or something like that? Yeah. Ralph. Everybody. <laughs> Ralph. Ralph. My husband Ralph. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. That is 100% Quicksilver. If it's not, dude. Because he was still quick. He was still fast. So Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it, it no. No. Frustrating. Right. Anyway. So uh, Clint allows Grills to kill him, and then they all yell, burn the corpse. I didn't know if they were going to go somewhere further with that or just be like, you know, whatever, jokey, jokey, I, move on. I was waiting, like, were they going to, ha- I was like, I was waiting for it. Like, are they going to, you know those fans with like the paper out? and everything that, oh, that comes yeah, off yeah, it yeah. to make it look like fire? There's like, I'm waiting sconces. for something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. are they just going to throw them on top of a bunch of orange paper and like burn the, like, really? Like, this is what, we're, that would have been great. Oh, oh my beans, God. I suppose. But again, I'm, 
I'm glad that he had fun with this. I'm yeah. glad that he went with this. He made this guy's weekend. Like he oh, gave totally. this guy, he gave this guy stories to tell for the rest of his life. Oh yeah. Like he's gonna tell his grandkids, <laughs> I killed Hawkeye. Like, like that's you know gonna be a story for him forever. You know what's great. even what's what's what blows my mind. I just thought of this too. Is you have Jeremy Renner acting as Hawkeye, <laughs> acting as another superhero in this in this cosplay action scene right here. So you have an actor acting as somebody, acting as somebody else. In yeah, the whole a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so they so Grills and uh, Clint had this this back and forth. Where he's like, "My name's Clint." He's like, "I can call you Clint." He's like, "Yeah, man, just." I'm Clint. He's like, all right. And he's like, my name. He's like, are you, are you, you know, you did have fun, right? And he's like, I'm glad I did it. <laughs> yeah. Meaning like, I'm not going to admit that I had fun. I'm just going to say, I'm glad I got what I came here for, but right. he wasn't being a jerk about it. And again, we're really building his character here and starting to get him to lighten up. Um, the guy's really excited. I'm grills, by the way, you have a good Christmas, blah, blah, blah. See you later. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got. What five I like th- is they when the guy who took the suit, it was just a guy who found the suit. Yeah. One of the cops found the suit, thought mm-hmm. it was cool, or the firefighters found yeah. the suit, thought it was cool, and one of it wasn't some, you know, mischievous thing going on. There wasn't some you know darker, deeper. You know, it took this such a long time to find this, and there was this whole twist going along with it. It was just as simple as. This firefighter found the suit, and I love that everybody in the whole play was either a cop or a firefighter, yeah. which is why he had to do it. And um, and they didn't make a big deal about it either. Like it was just right. sure, uh, like it was almost like you're Hawkeye. Of course I'll give it to you, but just give right. me this. Just just let me kill you here, and right. of course I'll give it to you. Like it wasn't a big deal. It was fantastic. So I. The whole thing. The whole thing was just great. It was very well done. I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed a lot of this. This was great. <laughs> I like that they, they toned it down for this moment. It wasn't it wasn't heavy. It yeah. to always be heavy. It was a nice yeah. change of pace for for this. Anyway, so um, Clint's talking to his wife. The kids are, like, making food and stuff like that or cookies or whatever, and she's reminding him that he's got five days to keep his promise of being there for Christmas. So he starts talking about this, and I, I think I missed this the first time I watched it. I'm glad I rewatched it, but I, I kind of knew what was happening even though I missed it. She's like, oh, it's the tracksuit mafia, those guys again? Oh, geez. Well, when you're done with them, like, she knows, she remembers the stories of them and all that, and just, you know, do what you got to do. He's like, oh, I'm going to do catch and release. She goes, oh, one of Nat's old moves, you know, and yeah. the whole plan is to get himself caught. Mm-hmm. So, again, I didn't hear any of that when I first watched it. I must have been busy. So when I saw him tied up later on, I was like, oh, is, this looks like a scene straight out of, you know, Avengers. And, you know, there's there's Natasha. But um, anyway, we get back over to Jack having dinner with Eleanor and uh, with um, Kate. And they're talking about risotto. He's like, oh, the thing about risotto is you got to agitate it just enough and then be really patient. So he's just kind of going off on this whole, like, how, how schemy he is, you know, laying it on pretty thick. And uh, lost my power here. There we go. So she basically says, you know, kind of like, <sighs> sighs to mess around with him. And she's like, yeah, he's, he can cook. He's this guy. Is that guy? Sounds too good, be, good to be true, huh? 
Um, and she basically challenges him and says, hey, let's take those swords out and see who can really, you know, use a sword. So he's all excited. Yeah, let's go ahead and do this. So they get all they get all set up. They get all fenced up, you know. And uh, he pretends that he's really not good and that he's, like, losing. He's like, oh, you're so good. Yeah, well, you're a champion, so, yeah, that's great. And at one point, he takes off the helmet, and she lunges at his face, and he, like nothing, swipes it away to the point where the sword that she had is just spinning like a top, like straight up, like a really perfect block. Her mom's upset, and she's like, he's been lying this entire time. And he's like, yeah, so I did downplay my skill and repeatedly lie about it. <laughs> so yes. Like, okay, so you're admitting that you just straight up, like, repeatedly lied about something over and over again. So they get into this whole conversation back and forth. Her mom's really mad at her, and it's, it's again, he's just agitating her just enough and just being patient, just like he explained with the risotto. Like, he's he's giving us his plan on his side right now. I um, wish if it you would guys... have shown a little bit more of why she's so sus- suspicious of him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really establish that all that much. It's just, you know, one of those things that we have to take. Yeah. Like, there's no, no, no there's no, no, no. there's they, no inciting. They, hang on. There's no inciting event that happens. Yes, there that, is. That we see of why she's so suspicious of him. What? That he that he was, you know, bidding in some uh, on some black underground market, uh, black market. Well, yeah. Like that's first not enough. First she sees that, then she finds Armin killed and she sees the the um So that's what I'm getting at. That had the butterscotch. So, yeah. So here at this one point here um, after they talk back and forth and she basically, her mom's like, you need to apologize. She goes, I'm sorry for scaring you into telling the truth. I'm yeah. like, oh, that is such a me line. <laughs> you know, when you don't want to apologize and you just say something ridiculous like that, I'm sorry for doing the right thing. I'm sorry for helping you. I'm sorry, you know, whatever it is we say, just to be manipulative. But at that point, he comes over, he's like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Leans over butterscotch and offers her the, the Armand butterscotch. So this would have been great if she was suspicious of him after the butterscotch. I would have been on board, but it's like the whole no. way through. There's I no. Like, I like it. I I, I don't. love it because it drives it home. It drives because... home. It drives home that she's right about right. him. Right. It drives home that he's manipulating the situation. It drives right. home that he knows, she knows something is up. Mm-hmm. Like 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 the two of them know what's going on. Like they're 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 simpatico in this. No right. no problems with that. Right. Before the butterscotch, the way that she's acting towards him, I don't get it all because there's no there's no event that happens before this. She's just no, I don't like him because he's going to marry my mother and hmm. Like it's I that I think it it's gonna be it's gotta be the the underground the the underground mm-hmm. auction that was going on because she saw him there. Right, and she's and then she found Armand, Armand dead. She knows that Armand was trying to, you know, threaten, quote unquote, threaten her mom, um, even though her mom really didn't know what was going on. Um, so I, I think she's just, and on top of that, she hasn't liked him since the beginning, and she's just, tr- she's probably just trying to put into the into all this. I don't like him. I have never liked him. She's not my dad. Mom never told me about him in the first place. Now I'm finding all this stuff out. I see him at this black this black market auction. Hmm. And I think she's just jumping to the conclusion. And then the butterscotch, because he shows her the butter the butterscotch, and then she just takes off. Which she's I'm fine with. That that's that's yeah. that's that's great. 
that okay it, it, it affirms it affirms her suspicions of him fine with that there has to be something that happened before this to make her suspicious in the first place that's my only thing I think it was she she asked about all the swords to her mom and her mom's like well Jack likes Jack likes Jack likes and then she finds out that when Armand sure. died he died by a sword sure and she's like well yeah. who else would have who else would have used a sword she does say that so that would be uh, my my one reach to 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 your to your thought on okay. that. Okay. I and and if we find out, you know what, if we find out that Jack killed Armin, fine. I will, you know, I will walk this all back. I I don't think it I don't think it went down that way. I think it's purposely misleading. I don't think he killed him at all. But I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted this is this is just one of those things where I just wanted a little bit more. That's all. Yeah. I can do that. So Clint's hanging out in front of a building, just waiting there. He's like, come on, guys. Where are you? Suddenly a van shows up. Another van shows up, and two more show up. And he's just waiting there for them. But yeah. they're clearly too dumb to suspect anything. They're like, <laughs> oh, look, we found him. Ha, ha, ha. And they like, hit him with the bat, throw him in the back of the van. He's like, they even, guys. They even, they even have one of the guys say, that was really easy. That I was, know. <laughs> like, what? And, and, and it's it's funny because then they, they put the mask on his, or the bag over. So he's like, I can see through the bag, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, guys. You can do better than this. Come on. I missed that part. I didn't hear him say I could see through the bag. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Uh, she basically reaches out to call him on the phone because she's like, something's up. We need to figure this out. Um, he's in pickup. So she calls again, and the phone picks up. She goes, oh, good. So being persistent and calling a second time works. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. But um, Clint Barton can't pick up the phone right now. So that's where she pulls out the um, the Bishop Security app to locate Barton nice and quick, finds him, mm. tells the, the cabbie to drive faster on the way over there. We cut over to uh, Clint, who's basically like, oh, they ripped the mask off, and the guy's laughing at him, smacking him in the face, like, oh, look at this, we won, we won. You know, they're so happy. They're so happy that they, they caught him, you know. He was just sat there waiting, but okay. Anyway, he's sitting there, hand-tied behind his back in the chair, looking like Nat did. When, um, was that Avengers? I think that was the first Avengers movie, right, when we saw her like that? Nat? Yeah, I think that was I think that was the beginning of the first Avengers movie. Yeah, when um, she receives the phone call. Yeah, and then she's oh, tied yeah, to yeah. the chair. Yeah. yeah. Oh yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was that one. Just man, there's been so many movies, and it, it wasn't the first time we were introduced to her because we saw her in two other movies before that. I know Iron Man two, and then something else. I think I feel. Anyway, either way, she was there, um, or he's in her position. And um, he's like, oh, this this place is great. This I, I didn't expect you guys to have such a nice place. And he goes, oh. So the guy who was like, <laughs> the one who was all worked up earlier is like, you run fire. You've, you've been through a lot. Like, he's getting really upset. He's like, you know how hard it is to find a warehouse around here? And he's like, no, he's criticizing me. I don't want to deal with this. Like, he's getting... <laughs> He's getting everything taken it all so personally, and it's it's really funny. He's like, okay, yeah, this clearly isn't working. Can I, he's like, can I talk to your manager? <laughs> he's like, no, I'm the one who's interrogating you. And he's like, okay, he just takes he just takes his hands right out of the twist ties, like immediately, like, yeah, I got this. And they're like, ah. So they all pull the guns out, and he goes, no, I'm interrogating you. And he's like, no, you're just a shift leader. Can I please talk to the manager? Um, so that's when they start asking about, like, you know, um, you don't know who I am, blah, blah, blah. Who's Kate Bishop? And he's like, 
Kate Bishop is... I'm not Kate Bishop. Well, no, you're not Kate Bishop. Who's Kate Bishop? Where's Kate Bishop? I don't know. I don't even know her. And every time he tries to say something, you hear... From the roof. Uh, and they look up and like, okay. And then they keep on going. And then sure enough, she falls through in a true slapstick fashion. Where it doesn't actually this. show her fall. It shows her, her body falling in front of Clint without the camera moving. Very I hate this. cliche. I, already, I know. I know. I already explained why. I'm not going to get into it again. It's just, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, this is so stupid. I don't care. This is so dumb. And that's mm-hmm. it. I'm done. I'm moving on. <laughs> So, at this point, you know, he's like, great, I had this plan. It was going to get you out of here free, and everything would have been good. But, nope, you showed up, and now we're now we're both here taped up. I love they the ta- look on his face when it happens, though. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's not even looking at her. He just kind of looks straight ahead with straight this ahead, look like. like of, of course. course. Of, course. of <laughs> course this happens. <laughs> that was good. Like, yeah. like, his reaction to what happened was great. Yeah, well, that was probably it was probably the same reaction you had, except your hands probably went ah at the same time. <laughs> anyway, pretty much. So they're taped up on the little like twenty five cent little riding machines, you know, you see out in front of Market Basket or whatever. That's awesome. And um, you know, we're gonna go see the boss, and the boss, whoever's leading them, is this deaf woman who's just hanging out listening to, you know, this ominous music, you know, in the back room. Okay. It made a it, it made a point of this being like all about like bass and vibration the way that she, yeah. she puts her hand you, in front of the subwoofer. Do you guys know who this person is? I know it's somebody. I I, I oh. gather that it's somebody. <laughs> so so can I can I can I share with you what I found? Go ahead. So her name is Echo. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Um, okay. She was originally a part of the Daredevil comics mm-hmm. but she is also known as because hawkeye is hard of hearing and partially deaf she is also looked at as the evil alter ego of hawkeye and has at one point in time she becomes the ronin okay aha uh-huh. perfect perfect because it goes into my theory that is perfect <laughs> yep i didn't know that but the, she st- they she started off though because in Daredevil he's blind, you know, blind. <laughs> um, she's deaf. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I doubt it. I doubt it would have played out like a see no evil, hear no evil. Um, no, but I, what I read up on is she. It, it might be one showing her, but two might be trying to find a way to integrate Daredevil into the MCU. Yep. Yep. Which I think that's would be kind of, cool. That's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at. Because I think it would be cool. And be if the if the if if I'm going with what you're see, that changes my theory on who the big bad could be. It it, it doesn't with me. It reaffirms who my, my theory about who the big can, bad is. Can you share what your can you share what your theory is then? Of Kingpin. Cause I was just gonna say Kingpin. Yeah, because yeah. he's yeah. he's too he's way too cautious. When he's walking around, and it's not about the the the, the tracksuit mafia gang. They're 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 stupid. They're they're meaningless, and he toys right. with them the entire time. But the right. fact that he's walking around New York and he's terrified that somebody found out about the Ronin. It's the big bad in New York right now is Kingpin. Like that's yep. that's the only thing that makes sense. And I I, I didn't want to get into anything else, but it it's the 
only thing in my mind that made sense, especially the these characters that we're introducing to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. Yeah. And the fact that you, and I didn't know who this character was. I didn't know it was Echo. I didn't know that they were from Daredevil. But the fact that you just said that reaffirms everything that I was Well, thinking. they also, they also, I mean, if you see Netflix too, they did Iron Fist with the hand, which mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. a part of MCU, mm-hmm. which is also in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's but, another one. It is, but I think I, I tend to, after looking her up and understanding who she is, I tend to agree because showing her, it's now too on the nose. Yeah, okay. It's way too on the nose, and mm-hmm. it's going to be, I think it's going to be, my theory would also, it was going to say Kingpin as well too. And have you seen the Netflix MCU, Netflix version of Daredevil? Yes, um, if they utilize the same guy as Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah, yeah, he he's was fantastic. Perfect. He was. He's absolutely fantastic. Perfect. He's Better absolute. than what's his name in the movie? John um, <laughs> no, oh, John Travolta um, was not Kingpin. That was <laughs> no. that was Punisher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, it was um, John Coffee, like the drink, only not spelled the same. Yes, Michael um, Clark Duncan. Yes, um, but. The Netflix piece. Yes, the Netflix original. He was so much better. He was he was an amazing kingpin. Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio did a great job at kingpin, especially the weight that he put on for that role. My yeah. God, and it and it makes sense because while everything was happening, well, like the events of the Avengers and 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 the Ronin, you know, running the streets. I mean, if you go by Daredevil timeline he wouldn't have really been affected because he was safely behind bars. Like, there's no way that the Ronin wouldn't have been able to get to him. But, I mean, his gang and his affiliates and everything are still out there. So it just, it, it fits. And yeah. it's, it, it's, it's it, and it's a big reason why I kind of wanted this show to go into a lot of his background about being the Ronin more. Like, that's what I thought this show was going to be. Because if it did that, and it was going to take place in New York, I know that the Ronin loosely had some connection to kingpin in a comic series i, I it, it escapes my mind about where it fits but it, it it's happened so it's right. just it 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 fits together and everything that you just said about echo kind of it i'm fully on board i'm fully on i always do this though i make these outlandish <laughs> like almost ridiculous theories Sometimes I've been right, I've been wrong. This one, I feel pretty confident about that. I'm with you on that one, especially knowing who she is. Um, and the thing is, too, is when you watch Daredevil, in anything you read, watch, or you know, view in in the story of of him, he never leaves Hell's Kitchen. No, so you never see anything outside of that area. This yeah. is going to bring an expanse to that story, which is well needed after so many years. And a, I'm telling you, a reboot of Daredevil is is much needed. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and I think needed. I do think you're kind of going to get it because when you look at um, what was the name of the last Spider-Man film? It escapes my mind. Far from Home. When you look at Far from Home, and the way that ends, how Parker is kind of ousted. One of the things that I thought coming out of that movie, because I knew that they were going to introduce more MCU characters, one of the things I thought was, wow, Peter could really use a lawyer right now. Ooh. So it's, I never thought of that. That's a good theory, though. 
Could be. Okay. Then never then never mind, but Well, I don't know. I think that movie is going to bring in so. I mean, they're, they're it's going to bring in a lot. It's, it's going to bring in so much. A lot. This will be this will be their cross. This is their chance to bring in X Men, to bring in, mm-hmm. M's, to bring in Daredevil, to bring in maybe even other small ones like um, Iron Fist or other two that were. The so Netflix originals. The, the one Those thing, two the could one come thing, in as small side, side heroes as well, too. The one thing that I'll say is I think in both Daredevil and Jessica Jones, from what I remember, the events of New York were discussed. So we are in the same universe when it comes, you know, to Daredevil and Jessica Jones. They're in this universe, like Earth 616, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's all a part of the same thing. Like, they've both been talked about. Like, well, all four of those, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. I didn't watch Iron Fist or Luke Cage. so They're I'm, all in the same universe because okay. they actually made I, oh, Netflix. Those? They made Defenders as well, yes. too. Okay, that I yeah. know. But I'm talking about with the MCU and the films and everything that were going on at the time. They're, I'm, I think it's pretty safe to say that they're a part of the same thing. Because there was, oh, New York happened here, and I remember when this happened, and then I think there was a scene where somebody was mad at Jessica Jones for being a hero, and she was like, why are you taking it up with me? Go talk to the flag waver or the big green guy. Why is it my fault? Like, so it has been, it has been alluded to there. So, I, I guess we'll remember. find out. I don't know. I don't know. The one, the, but the one thing, when, when Peter Parker was ousted, that's the that's, that was like the first thing that came to my mind before I knew anything about the trailers, before I knew that you know what Strange was going to do and everything. One of the first things I thought was, "Wow, Peter could really use a lawyer." And now we're being introduced to this right. Echo character, and they're in New York, and it got. It, and I it, think I think Daredevil is such a he he's such an interesting and cooler character than anything has really made him out to be yet. Yeah, I mean he is a really cool character, and yes. I'd love to see. You know, more than just three episodes on Netflix or three seasons on Netflix, but a full-length feature film, way better than what Affleck did. Um, Charlie, really Cox. Credence, Charlie Cox is amazing as Daredevil. He was phenomenal as Daredevil. I think great. he's a little, probably too old now. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to say that he's too old. He, you don't no. think so? Let him, let him do it. Let him absolutely he, do it. He was brilliant as him and he gave it credence and I could see them expanding on that so much more mm-hmm. um, and I'd love to see a really good Daredevil movie come out yeah. I'd be I'd be happy with that yeah, I, I kind of really wish cool. they would do that more than you know some of the I've seen I've, I've seen things on Blade coming out I've seen things on other things but I would prefer to see him over that honestly so um. I'm on board for whatever they do. If they just if they just introduce these characters, if they just shoehorn them in here, I'm not going to be upset because it's like okay, if if you want to know more about the story, you can go watch the Netflix series if you want yep. to. Like it, it's already there, like it's already built in, it's baked in, and it's ready to go. All you have to do is just bring them on in, and right. you know. And if they do do a film, great. They don't have to though. That's the great thing about this right now. So yeah, right. I'm really I'm so happy. 
that you told me about Echo. Like I was because I was I was debating on whether or not I was going to even bring up the fact that I thought that Kingpin was going to be a thing. But now that you said that, man, whew, yes, um, yes, yes. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Um, so we've got the first two episodes of Hawkeye. We obviously have another episode that's coming out next week. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, yeah. And I love how the final episode ends on Christmas Eve. It's perfect time. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. perfect. It's yeah. perfect. But it's by then, by then we'll have a Spider-Man movie as well. So. Yeah. Yep. And a Matrix movie. Well, actually, no. Matrix is coming out just after Christmas, right? No, I think just so. before twenty oh, second. Twenty second, you're right. Wow. So twenty second, Matrix twenty fourth will oh, be episode boy. six of this, and I think somewhere when like a week we'll, before we'll then will be Spider Man. Seventeenth is Spider Man, right? Oh, yes. Oh man. Yeah. So seventeenth, twenty second, twenty fourth. That's gonna be a busy week. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's gonna be cool. cool. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. You guys have a good one. Have a great one, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>